0: I don't have a koozie. That is not good. Give me 30 seconds, folks. Yep. Okay. (laughs)
1: And welcome back to episode 79 of the Unpaid and Underrated Podcast, a podcast by crew for crew. I'm one of your hosts, Big Keith, and I'm joined by my good friend, Big Joey. Hi. And our special guest this week, Big Chris. Hello. Ahoy. Now, Chris, I just saw you had a can in your hand. What is that this week, buddy? What you drinking? This is
2: my usual, it's a Spindrift uh, Grapefruit. Nice. You like the grapefruit. I always, I always found grapefruit as a whole a little too tart. But I agree. I don't like grapefruit actually, but I like these. So it's your usual <laughs> that you don't like.
1: So you're like a, <laughs> a, a self, a self-loathing, self man. Yeah, he doesn't like wow well, I can relate because
2: I, I would not eat grapefruit, but I would drink this.
0: Makes sense. I used to have a roommate that used to eat uh, grapefruit, and I got to tell you, the sounds that grapefruit makes, it like I. I think it's the reason I can never eat it because it just sounds like this weird, gross, fleshy. I like it sounds like something that Cardi B sang about, in <laughs> MAP, right. Yeah. Like it's just
1: disgusting.
0: And I was just like, yeah, like that's not. I'm not interested in that. I haven't eaten grapefruit ever since. Actually,
1: yeah, we'll we we'll, we'll we'll leave all the grapefruit to Kai Green.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Kai, Kai Green. Sure.
1: I know. Okay, so there was a there was a there was a bodybuilder. There's a there's a bodybuilder that like made a comment about how he used to have like actual have sex with a grapefruit. And it was just a thing. Like, I don't know. So
0: that's, that is a legitimate thing. And, um, like I won't get too into feature, like, but it does require a partner and you just cut a circular ring of grapefruit and then have the partner perform things with the grapefruit. Yeah. And apparently, it's like the greatest thing in the world, except for the fact that, like, now you're smelling and hearing grapefruit. Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: big, big, big! Chris's reaction to us talking about this was kind of yeah, classic. Yeah, welcome,
0: so, well, welcome to the episode,
2: guys.
1: <laughs> it <laughs> seems
2: dangerous. Like you could get that. In yeah, your eye
1: that would not. Be yeah, pleasant. my eye is what I'm worried about. Right? Yeah, well, my <laughs> you know the other eye, you know that would hurt. Yeah. it's like getting soap in it. It's called the
0: urethra. That's what we call it up here in Canada. I don't know what you guys have with your imperial system
1: catheter holder <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i should have saw that coming
1: what about you joe what are you drinking tonight you said you didn't have a koozies but i'm assuming you no, cola, i I, cola,
0: something. I got nothing fancy i got some keats i got some cola flavored sparkling water and i've got I really um,
1: a strong ipa i do need to try mm. a, that like bland or like the cola flavored uh Sparkling water of some sort. I just need to find one locally if I can. It'd be it sounds, inter- it sounds intriguing enough to maybe wean me off Diet Coke. So we'll see. What IPA do you have?
0: Uh, two, technically. So Keith's is technically an IPA, um, but it drinks more like a yogurt or yogurt, a lager. Look what's on my head. Um, and the IPA I have is the Juicy Ass by Flying Monkeys out of Barry, oh, cool. Ontario. Uh, cool. it's, it's very, very citrusy, very easy drinking, but it's like 7% and I'll probably mm. have that rate right when we're getting ready to go off so I can go to bed.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't have to, uh, work tomorrow and I don't really have anything planned until like nine o'clock. So I'm, uh, indulging in some really, uh, hard booze tonight. You know, I, I got my Michelob Ultra's, got got three of those lined up ready to have a good time.
0: I also don't work tomorrow. I also am on a deload. Mm. Uh, tomorrow is the Apple launch. So for all of you Mm, Apple nerds out there, um, and if you guys know what I do, I do a lot of work with Apple, but I refuse to work on Apple launch day because it brings out the worst in people. And, you know, my bosses are all like, it's a big sales day. We're going to make tons of sales. Everybody's going to be there asking about the new phone. And as the person who has worked on the floor for the last 10 years, I will tell you, no, we are not. No, you will not. No, they will not. It will be a terrible day all around. I'm not
1: going in. I don't It's not a bad idea.
0: <laughs> I see. Are you even wearing a massonomic shirt this week? like
1: I'm a Massonomics adjacent wearing a big Grant uh, Strength Go shirt. Oh, actually, right. actually, I got this from them at the Arnold when they were giving away like 200 shirts or something on like Friday morning to the first X amount of people that showed up. So, damn it. That was pretty cool. That was uh, right when I met Grant and got a free, free shirt and a good picture with him and all that jazz. I got a flag
0: and a freaking great deal on plates, but I did not get a shirt. But that's okay, because they are like they were running this competition and it was like if you can do six hundred pounds for reps, you get a free shirt. And I was like, I can't do that for a single, so I don't need your shirt. And then
1: I still got a good flag. So if I pull four oh five, would you give me a crop top?
3: <laughs> I'd, I'd wear a crop top. I think I have one. like this the math on it was I
0: thought it was funny, but I guess not. No, I don't do math. That's up for, that's yeah, up for we, the, our future guest, Big Matt. <laughs> <Never heard. laughs> hey Never. Chris,
2: what are you wearing, buddy? I'm wearing my Lift Hard Lift Easy that I got at the meet.
3: That's a popular one on here. Mm-hmm. I know.
2: I thought about wearing the high bar or something else. Uh, something I like the, the Buffalo one. I can't remember that white shirt, but I couldn't find it this morning. But I, I wanted to represent... You know, the hills a little bit more, but I couldn't find it this
0: morning. So it's this one. That's the raw power, right? The red one?
2: No, the, no, it's the marijuana one. Um,
1: well, that's the yeah, high I, bar. High bar. No,
2: go. well, there's high bar and there's the white one that, God,
1: I own it. So I know I Ooh. have it. Welcome to is our new hot? segment, uh, Chris Poorly Explains Masonomics t-shirts. I
2: know, it's at the High Times, is that what it is? I can't remember what it what it says. Even uh, I talked to Tanner about it. He's like, oh, I love that shirt. We didn't, you know, they, they were talking oh, about Oh,
0: okay, that must be before my time.
1: Yeah, it must be an older one, I guess, because I don't know. Maybe,
2: I don't know. I'll, I'll have to get a photo of it and send it to you when I find a
1: shirt. Yeah, we'll, uh, we re- re- we'll repost it to the AIG.
0: Is the shirt in the room with you right now? No because <laughs> so home- i'm I'm
2: actually at work i just stayed it's only six thirty here so i just stayed late for work and did <laughs> it on of my office because i have kids and dogs and cats at home that'll be loud i figured this would be way easier
0: doing the podcast on company wi-fi that's the spirit oh yeah <laughs> now, that's actually funny because i wanted to talk about oliver anthony and that actually is right I up yeah i just wanted to throw it in there because i know that there was a lot of chat about him in the um You know, in the discord and we even posted some memes and stuff about him, Uh, but you know, he kind of, once that, once that song kind of blew up, he kind of fell off a little. Um, but I just wanted to point out that, um, once he found out that people were charging $95 to see him, uh, he immediately refused to play any shows that charged more than $25. Yep. So yeah, So I saw that. He stepped in and said, you cannot pay more than $25 to see me. And I just think that's that was dope. I just wanted to bring that up just as a follow-up to like
2: it's it's interesting because it's like, well, is he a socialist or is he because <laughs> he's obviously getting paid a flat rate and the venues like charging as much as they can? So like I'm I'm pro that like reducing ticket prices and this whole ticket master deal in the US is a mess. So uh, I'm pro it, but
0: yeah, I'm not going to get that too involved in who he is or what he does. But for a guy out there talking about how like, we're all getting screwed by people making way more money than us. He was just like, well, I'm going to literally put an end to that. Like, I'm going to stand in between that. Yeah. And like, I just does just big ups. Like he's a, I've just been following him for a little bit. And I know he got talked about on this podcast, the sister podcast. And that was really cool of him.
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan of him. Uh, I actually, i not, a, I don't really, I've never listened to a Joe Rogan episode. I think I've listened to one Joe Rogan episode before and it was Louis Simmons like years ago. I don't think it's live because Louis said a bunch of fucked up shit that he shouldn't have said. And like, you can't even find the episode. Uh, but I went out of my way when I saw he was going to be that Oliver Anthony was on Joe Rogan that I downloaded that. And it was annoying because I had to go to Spotify because he's like Spotify exclusive and all that. So I don't like listening to podcasts on Spotify. And well, at least I couldn't find it anywhere else, but uh, nonetheless, I, followed up, you know, listen to that and really enjoyed it in general, just listen, listen to his whole story. Uh, but I think I, I did see the thing that you were talking about where he like was all pissed off that they were charging like, you know, X amount of dollars for his tickets, and yep. I think he ended up still having to do that show because he was like, that one. on contract and honor bound, but he made a point like going forward like $40 max or something like that, so like, yep. that's
0: cool. That's funny, I Kurt uh, Angle was on last week because Big Steve keeps messaging me about um, when there's wrestlers on Joe Rogan, and I... I just don't have Spotify. I have no patience for podcasts in general, so I just don't listen to Joe Rogan. And but like you keep sending me all these people, and I'm like, damn it! Like I kind of want to listen to that, but like who's got the time? Who's got the time?
1: Rogans are always like three hours or more, I think, too. Which I mean, <laughs> we're starting to creep up on that ourselves. Yeah. So I guess we, we don't have much a leg to stand on in that argument.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I was thinking that too. It's like yeah, three hours. I'll show you.
1: Not a good pitch for your show.
0: <laughs> which one that i have no patience for podcasts
2: oh yeah that and like we're, you're creeping up on you know they've been getting longer and longer
0: yeah don't don't follow me on instagram and then people are like i agree and then they follow me on instagram like mm-hmm, the, don't mm-hmm. do that
1: <laughs> I, I at least feel like we haven't been forced and i'm like i don't feel like we're just like you know f- killing time to say we had a two and a half hour episode it's just like fuck like we we cut the last one short because i had to get to bed and i had fucking people in the room like so it's like We could have, we could that could have been a three-hour episode with Steve because we could have just kept like going into shit.
0: I could have went on about breakfast for hours. Yeah, love breakfast foods, and yeah, like we're not forcing it or anything, but we're essentially recreating the Discord, yeah, but putting it into a podcast form for the Discord to listen to, and it's just like just pulling strings and focusing on you know go hard-lined on shit that people don't actually matter, right? Like stuff that doesn't matter, so, um. So, oh, I'm wearing the huge life shirt. I should have brought. I saw that. Uh, that. up earlier.
1: It's a good one. Now I is th- that now that one being a medium still probably fits you really good because the like huge life is the one of the larger. At least my huge life fits bigger than what it normally would. I guess it,
0: it's doing its job right now. <laughs> I'm not uncomfortable.
2: That that t-shirt I was talking about is the high plains. Okay. That's what that's I think. What I
1: remember it. that. Yeah. I vaguely remember that.
2: It shows Mount Rushmore on it. Yeah. It's all Buffalo.
1: Is it actually Rushmore or is it like, did they put their spin on who was on the, the faces on it?
2: I think it's actually Rushmore. Okay. Okay.
0: Lazy, lazy, lazy Massonomics. Couldn't have even <laughs> put power lifters on that. These guys, I'm telling you. <laughs>
1: Well, I feel like if there was a Mount Rushmore crew, I think the guys with tattoos might have to at least be in the running on that. So we did get a new uh a new inductee to the uh the Masonomics crew tattoo holder club. We just we, we're not sure who it is yet. By the time you're listening to this episode, it might be public knowledge. Uh I have a feeling, was just a guess, but uh last night, whoever was supposed to be on the Massomics podcast, uh, had to cancel kind of last minute. So the boys just kind of pulled an audible and had a special guest on and kicked us off the discord and didn't tell us who it was. And I, I could be completely off base, but I do have a, I, I do have an England. It might be that whoever got a tattoo just because the Tanner kept saying it's someone who's really well-known, but not well-known for being a crew. So it's just like, I don't mm. know. So it seems like it could be someone that's like somewhat famous, but just not necessarily like active in the discord, uh, but very curious to see that.
0: Yeah, he did. He did say it was somebody who was crew, but not active crew. Right, so probably Dan Bell,
1: like yeah, I was thinking Bell or Oldham because Oldham neither of them really ever posted much, yeah. If anything, so I
0: don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll figure it. Out. It'll be fun. I welcome them into the crew. That's four. That's four people.
1: Now is it the 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 tat crew? The the Tad crew. I yeah I crew. It sounded it. It sounded like it was going to roll off my tongue better than when it, like, I like. It kind of was a swing and a miss where, again.
0: Where so. the Wolf Pack. Will yeah. we'll be yeah, will be the Wolf Pack.
1: <laughs> a lot of Wolf Pack talk, a lot of Wolf talk. The last few weeks, I feel like I'm at the gas station 24 seven listening to the episode.
0: <laughs> Got to be gas station ready.
1: <laughs>
2: I love that you brought that up in that episode, talking about truck stops and like <laughs> to me, it like I've lived in South Dakota for a while now, and I never thought anything of it. And like when you brought that, like yeah, what this is insane. It's this fun. is insane that they're selling swords and like. Porn, like it, truck stops are weird places.
0: They're very, and then they're in the middle of nowhere. First time I've ever seen a sand crane was at this random truck stop. And I look over, I was like, Hey, those are some small deer. And like, no, they're giant birds. And actually I think our favorite one, um, I think my favorite one was in South Dakota or Minnesota. And it was a full on truck stop with like showers and a gym and like a pool table. Oh wow. I'm and yeah. Yeah, you're you're like really, and like it's all paid per use, obviously, but like I just you forget how much trucking gets done. I guess along the plains because I live in a city and we either train everything or fly everything here. So that yeah, but yeah. wolves and two dollar energy drinks that I pay five dollars for up here, like it was crazy.
2: The the one here in town has a bar and has bands, a bar and a band oh, and wow. a truck stop. That's yeah, like crazy. they have bars. They have bands every weekend. Like it's, it's wild.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. so have you ever seen then, Keith? We're gonna get back to the movie talk, Roadhouse.
1: Yeah, I, was, yeah, I okay. thought you were gonna go. With, I thought you were gonna go Maximum Motor Drive because that has like a very uh, hardcore, um, like truck stop. It's got like everything in it.
0: Well, I figured that's actually what Roadhouse was. That was like a truck stop bar, right? Yeah. With the bands behind the fence and and stuff like that.
1: That's a classic. That's a great movie. Yeah, I can think they're remaking it with your buddy The Rock. No, no, sorry. It was initially it was supposed to be The Rock, but now it's Jake Gyllenhaal.
0: They're remaking it.
1: I think like uh. ten years, ago, like like five or ten years ago, they were talking about doing it with The Rock. Oh. But I think they're, I think they think they, they've actively already filmed or are filming a Jake Gyllenhaal as Patrick Swayze. Don't quote me on that, but I'm like ninety percent sure that's accurate. They don't need to do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, you don't need to do that. Roadhouse is fine the way it is.
1: Yeah, I'm a big. I'm a big Swayze fan.
0: I'm not a big Swayze fan, but I'm a big Roadhouse fan. Big Jeff Healy fan. Pain
2: don't hurt.
1: <laughs> I like that. I, I do like that line.
3: I like that line a lot. <laughs>
0: uh, so, in a rare like occasion, I've actually got a few things here in the general that like we almost never talk about, and I almost I almost never do this because you brought up The Rock already. So The Rock returned to SmackDown last week.
1: I saw that on Instagram, I think.
0: Yeah, and it had the most independent views of any of their videos. Oh, wow. 103
1: million people watched that replay on YouTube. That's ridiculous. That's that's astonishingly large amount of numbers.
0: Yeah, so there is a chance The Rock is probably going to headline at WrestleMania 39. Um, He might come in, go after Roman Reigns. I like to bring up wrestling talk every once in a while because there's like an 88% chance that who we're talking to is a wrestling fan. <laughs> so,
1: or at least was at one point in their life.
0: Yeah, um but then I also have plates. Just the word I plates.
1: S- I saw that. I was like, I'm thinking he's trying to say the strength of bumpers. Maybe he's talking about a new kitchen plate. Like I don't know. What no,
0: he's no, no. This one's here. This one's out here. Just to that was to create the illusion <laughs> and and to and to have you guys guessing. Um, this actually comes from our good friend Cornfedward, okay. Cornfetti. Um. Big Eddie W. Yep. Uh Plates in or out, guys. When you are lifting with steel plates, are they facing towards you or are they facing out? And Eddie, Eddie wants a hard opinion on this.
1: I have a very strong opinion. Uh, I load my plates competition style. So first plate in, all other plates out. Anything else is wrong.
2: I, from day one, all in.
1: That's what it was years ago. But yeah, once I started, once I started competing.
2: I just, I don't know if I could change now. I don't think I could change.
0: Okay. So I don't have a lot of steel plates. I only have the hundreds and one set of 45s. Um, and all in. Always all in. Um, I think it never occurred to me to even think about it. I don't. And, and I see Eddie be like, you know, does anybody have like a hard opinion on this? And I was just like, how do you have a hard opinion on the way you're like, weight is weight. But then I realized I make sure every time plates in, in. Nice. so like i don't have like a hard opinion and i think if i walked up to the bar and they were facing the wrong way i don't think i'd have like a panic attack or something like that but it's yeah i just wanted to get your guys uh, thoughts on that now competition stuff.
2: yeah i think as long as you do it the same way i'm okay with you as a person like if you like <laughs> put one in and one out and like every other day or something like like i'm talking
1: left side in right side yeah, out be- you're that would give me a panic attack if I
0: saw that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and that's so weird. But at the same time, like I wonder, would I care? Like if I walked up and like the because I, I have the strength the goal plates and then I have some neoprene plates, mm-hmm. and like would I genuinely care if those neoprene plates were like floating in the middle because I accidentally turned them outwards? And but I can't see that I can't see that. No, when i put them on i would notice it's that's really funny that like people have opinions on that
1: so i have a bigger opinion about so like i'm very stern in my you know i just i personally like just loading them like competition it's just like a tick um what i have a bigger opinion about and what i will judge you for is if you put the plates on the plate tree face in like if you because mm. because I, I have like literal thousands of weights so i've got like you know, 70 some pairs of 45 or you know, 50 pairs of 45, or whatever, like people that always put the plates in, it makes it that much harder to get the plates off the plate tree. So that I always like, I have a rule about that. Like, like just put the, like, you know, the, the dumbbells get re-racked a certain way and all the plates get racked face out because if not, it's a safety hazard. Cause if I go to like grab a plate and it's got the fucking flat side, not the lip and it, you know, it's very, yeah. That's really fun.
0: I put, I, my hundreds face out, but my 45s are face in, because I put my 45s at about um, core level, so I just grab them full and just pull. Like yeah. I don't use the lip for any reason. I'm doing a full like handle, so I don't care, but the hundreds, I do have to hold by the lip, so I have them on the bottom of the plate tree, so they have to face out, but I'd never i never even thought about it. That's so fun that people care that much about that kind of stuff. To me,
1: it's just, it's just easier. Like whatever is easier, faster and safer. Uh, and then once I find what works, I, (laughs) that has to be implemented throughout the entire gym. (laughs) So at the commercial gym, the last few weeks, having to grab plates of all, well, like mismatch plates too, like, if that's what like this commercial gym and they have tons of plates, but they have like, like 5,000 pounds of this brand, 5,000 pounds of that brand, 5,000, you know, everything's just intermingled. So like, it, it takes a while I have to keep walking from plate tree to, or like, you know, one side of this, cause they have like a big rogue, uh, like CrossFit kind of rack thing with like thousands of pounds on it. So with like four different pairs of 45 styles and change plates, you have to kind of like pick through to get, cause I want all my plates to be the same brand. So it, it takes a while to kind of get enough weight to, uh, actually match so it's a little tedious at times but yeah uh, I'm curious did Big Eddie share his opinion on it because I could see him not caring
0: I, I did not he, he simply just asked the question and I was just like well I'm throwing that out there because he asked if if there was a podcast where people legitimately cared about it and I was like well we could be that podcast nice. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I wonder if he's even listening if you are Eddie shoot me a message and let me know uh, but yeah, that's uh that's my plate talk. Uh, the strength go did release bumpers, but like as somebody who doesn't do anything involving bumpers, I don't, I don't I have zero opinion on
1: it. The cool thing about those are there's not a whole lot of American made bumpers, if any that I know of. Like everyone gets the same rubber hex dumbbells from the same plant, like the same two or three plants in China, and just like white labels them. Same thing with bumpers. Like bumpers are not well known for being American made because they're so expensive. Uh, and toxic to make basically because it's like so they have to do them where there's less epa guidelines and shit over there uh but i'm sure i didn't do any research so like how grant got them made or what they're made of but still pretty cool that they're you know made in america
2: are they super wide or anything are they thinner like i i could see getting bumpers for deadlifting just to be quiet in the house you know yeah they
1: they didn't look thin i mean they looked as i wouldn't say they looked bigger than like a standard like like injury level rogue rogue bumper
0: I think he said the the 45s were like three point six inches.
1: Oh, yeah, because there wasn't because when he when he posted that, I put uh the the emoji of scans and then the one with the holding up the two fingers to uh, yeah. you know it, indicate a small wang. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> Speaking of funny, everyone likes to judge my opinion on shows and movies. So fuck all you guys that have a super hard opinion and get butthurt about my <laughs> opinion of things. Because I don't think we're the you. butthurt ones. No, everyone's judging my opinion. And yeah, but you you
0: sound angrier than most of us.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I'm just defending that I'm allowed to have an opinion. You're allowed to have an opinion, too. Yep. Um, but I just wanted to recommend a show to people um, and just kind of give you a little glimpse of like what I think is hysterical. Uh, the show on Netflix called Sex Education, like I think the fourth season just dropped today. I actually watched like three or four episodes of it uh, when I got home because I was just kind of killing time. So that's the kind of shit I find funny. I like, I like, like, I don't know. I just like coming of age stuff and sex comedies and like, like, you know, I don't do drugs or anything like that anymore, but it's just like shit like that. I find funny. I don't find someone pretending to have a mental disability to be funny. Like I just never have, like, I I don't find that kind of stupid where it's like borderline mocking mental retardation. Like, I don't find that amusing.
0: Oh, but somebody like me who has a, you know, who's neuro spicy. Pretending to be normal. Yeah, you're tuning in for that, aren't you? Um, okay, so I'll I'm here for it. All. I'll watch sex education if you watch Auntie Donna. One episode all
1: right. each. All right. Remind me of that. Text, do that in that text because that's like I know you, you mentioned that like three times that I keep forgetting yep. the name of it.
0: Yep. Auntie Donna.
1: My buddy Big Chris, that I that I work out with on Sundays, who's also a uh, big big Chris Mark in the Discord. Uh he recommended oh shit, one of those, what's like the really popular anime where like these big creatures attack on titan i think it is yeah, he's, yeah he, he keeps he getting me to try to watch that uh i don't know i i gave like i gave the pilot like five minutes and i was like oh man i can't watch this so i feel bad because he's watched a couple movies i recommended and he keeps trying to get me to watch that but i don't i, I don't know if i have it in me to pull, pull a whole episode down of that but i just i'm not really an anime guy so i don't know do we guys want to rate last week's episode do i yeah with mr big mauser uh I think I did it. He seemed very, uh, oh, yeah. Speaking of Mauser, I'll go. Uh, I think he might be the first guest that was like a guest on the podcast and joined the crew like the same week. So, or at least the first one that I've known about. So I thought that was pretty cool. So uh, I I enjoyed the episode. Uh, It was a lot of good banter back and forth across the board. So, and especially since the, uh, I think he actually, he followed our page. I think he. I think he pretty much followed like like all of us. So at least like mm-hmm. you know. And he followed all my like all three of my all three of the Instagrams I have uh, access to. So I thought that was really cool. So I hadn't really heard of him or known of him since then. But I'll keep be keeping an eye on him now since he's crew. So since uh, since someone joined crew out of the episode, I'll go ahead and give it a five out of five JD powers. What about you, Chris? I loved it.
2: Um, I didn't know that much about him beforehand, and he sounds like a wild man. It just sounds kind of crazy and I I mean I love the just the interview overall um but also just the show banter afterwards was excellent so 5 JDs all the way
0: Yeah I've always discovered that like I really enjoy when somebody's on the podcast that gets it right when you and there there's two versions of it there's the person that gets it halfway through that I love Where they're just like, they finally clue in that we're not going to ask you any of that crap. And then when they find out overrated, underrated, is just for them. And then suddenly they're just like, I get it. I love listening to that because you can almost hear it. Um, But somebody who gets it before the interview even starts and just starts just having fun immediately always makes a better podcast. So I'm going to give it the highest rating I've ever given.
1: It's five JD powers. That's unprecedented. So that'll uh, definitely that'll that brings up the average to. Uh, let me. Uh, we'll have Matt do the math for us with, with his Texas Texas Instruments calculator and get back to us on what that average actually is. But I think it's a maybe a five.
0: So big math. Big math. What are you big math now?
1: <laughs> you got me there. Mid mid drink. That was nice. That was a good one. Well. Uh, I think we have something special in uh, store for everyone. Uh, Mr. Big Chris is going to do a little ad read for us.
2: Broadcasting large in front of a live Discord crew audience this Monday and every Monday from northwest eastern South Dakota and southeast South Dakota. The Massonomics podcast featuring strength celebrity guests, Brown County... Weather and agronomic updates and other silly goose segments. Listen today on your favorite podcast, digital service provider, or dare to see the show in vivid color on YouTube. The Mad, the Massonomics podcast, the lifting podcast about nerfing. No purchase necessary, though all apparel with exception of hats strongly encouraged.
1: <laughs> well That's done. Great. I really enjoyed that.
2: You're welcome. I work for. I work for a radio group, so I have to listen to people do radio ads all the time.
3: Oh, that's fun. Oh, radio ads.
0: Yeah. So like those ones where it's just two people talking to each other and repeating the same thing over and over again. Do you have to deal with those?
2: I, I don't have anything hardly to do with the radio side. Like all my side is like computer nerdy Google stuff. Okay. Um, and marketing, but the company also owns five radio stations, but the one I know exactly what you're talking about, or if someone starts to add with, hi, I'm so-and-so and I'm yeah. with no, yeah. no, I don't Turn. care who you are. Great.
0: Yeah. Zoned right out. But it, <laughs> and like, it, it'll be like, if I was like, are you telling me this is only two And then you would say, yeah, it's 299, And then I would go, Keith, did you know this is two and then we would just do that for like a solid 25 seconds. And they're like, yeah, that ad put that ad out there. People will clue in and they'll come to our shop to spend that 299 99. And it's just like, no, we hate you. Everybody who has had to listen to that ad now hates your business, hates those people. We don't even know who they are, but that's why I pay for serious XM.
1: <laughs> I really need to invest in uh YouTube Premium because as much YouTube as I watch, God, it's fucking brutal getting through the ads. Sometimes it's just like I if I I probably waste twenty minutes of my life, eh, twenty minutes a week, give or take, watching ads on YouTube. That's, but like it, that's a lot.
0: But how many subscriptions do you
1: need? I just consume a lot of media.
0: Like you got so you, you got your Peloton, right? <laughs> you got your whatever the other one is that fits under the bed. You've got your massonomic subscription. You got Netflix, Amazon. Like it's all, it's like we all live in a microtransaction world. Like EA sports invented us and we're all just walking around giving them money just to exist. I'll put up with ads just to not give YouTube any money all day, every day. Today we were watching Mr. Rogers with my kids and an ad came on and then I was like, you know what? No, I'm still not paying you buggers. Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. in fact, I'm going to click on the ad and charge the person who put this ad on my mr rogers youtube because every time you click on it it that's how they get charged gotcha. like, and that's what you get for interrupting mr rogers i'm not even gonna buy your product but you're gonna pay for the fact that i watched this
1: i feel pretty lucky i've got a, a really good friend i used to work with that works for a cable company and he's like on the down low hooked me up with all his logins because he just watches cable on his tv and doesn't need the logins to all the apps so yep. i can just i i get you know Approximately a hundred dollars with of free shit, so it kind of makes everything else a wash that I do pay for. So if if he ever leaves, if he ever leaves that company, we're be like, Ugh.
0: and you guys all heard it here first. Keith is a pirate, pirating <laughs> like full on, just pirating.
1: Uh, I, I've been quarantined since like two thousand and three.
2: <laughs> Where's your bandana?
0: We <laughs> are. I think Mauser's got some bandanas for you there.
1: Uh, all right. Well, I think we might as well do our thing and get that guest on the horn that we as we typically do i know we got. you want to dive right in yeah i know we uh you know we everyone's getting the, everyone has an opinion about how long the episodes are so we probably ought to try to get the guest <laughs> on the horn
0: <laughs> all right uh big Grace, is that you that is i hey welcome you're live on the unpaid and underrated podcast the podcast about crew by crew for crew featuring crew
2: thank you for having me you're
1: both gentlemen. I would sel- seldom get called that, we appreciate it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, man, you want to lie to me to gain my favor? I'm in. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, you're, you're already on the you're already on the podcast. You don't have to you know suck up anymore. You've already made made it to the big time.
2: Oh, well, it's kind of fun to see you guys again since you know Aberdeen. That was you know. It, you know, that from that first meeting was, you know, awkward where you're just walking around trying to meet people, you know, at Tanner's house to, you know, now this.
0: Oh, and, and trying to just remember everybody. I, I think I met the same people three times that weekend. <laughs> I, I listened to last week's episode,
2: Steve's episode, and forgot who he was and i looked him up on instagram i'm like oh yeah that's steve oh steve
1: (laughs) well that's that's what i steve that's half half the reason i liked on this podcast is i want to get everyone to follow everyone on instagram okay i keep harping on it but i feel like no one's really following through like go follow the fucking guest on instagram like there's a 99 percent chance they'll follow you back if you have a bunch of massonomics you know mutual friends so Grow this community, so it's not only on Discord, but kind of segueing it over on Instagram. So you get, you know, just grow your circle of friends. So, with that, where are we going to find you on a uh, Instagram, big Chris? I am not very original. I am <laughs> at
2: Chris Hornick. That's it. <laughs> that'll work.
0: That that'll work. That's how you know he's really happy with something, is because he says that'll, that'll work. Do. That'll, that'll do. do. <laughs> yeah. That'll Good do. That'll do, Donkey.
1: Uh, <laughs> That's a sound park in there. Well, uh Chris, what brought you to Maxonomics, buddy? I want to hear the whole uh in, in, indoctr- indoctrination. Well, I used to be in a
2: traveling band and used to just, you know, when I wasn't driving, I'd be scrolling through Instagram and I would always see the verses like it just got pulled up in my feed. You know how the algorithm worked. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I followed them or not, but then eventually I saw that they posted an a billboard in Aberdeen. That and I was like, there's no way. They're from Aberdeen. Like I assumed it was like a, a national company or something. And then so I followed them on Instagram, started listening to the podcast, you know, gave them a rating. And like, I, I think I've met Tommy before in the past actually and like I know some of Tanner's family it's like it's super small world out here are you in Crew Falls no I am in Crew Hills Black Hills so I'm in Rapid City
3: oh I wonder if I went through there. no
0: I didn't I went somewhere else well that's really fun because like even um, like our bartender at the hotel we were staying at like worked with Tommy's wife at another job or something like that right? Like she just saw the shirts and she was like, Oh, you guys are here for the thing. And we're like, yeah. And then she just gave us this whole story. Like it is a super small world, but I mean, when you have those little cities, yeah. Right? Little towns
2: like rapid cities, like the, I feel like it's the biggest small town in America. Like it's small, but big enough, you know, you can do basically anything here, but everybody knows everybody. Like it's, yeah, it's bad that way.
0: I've, I've heard of it. So it can't be that small. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. kind of the joke where if you know the name, it's not a small town anymore.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well then, so while you're traveling with the band, like how did you get into powerlifting?
2: Um, so I used to be in a band called Judd Hoose and basically would, I just got interested in lifting. I think I just didn't want to be like, I'm not, I would naturally weigh like 30 pounds less. I'm natural skinny white boy. Um, and just started lifting like a couple times a week. Um, the drummer in the band, Shane, he's lifted forever. And I used to lift with him on and off. Um, but just started lifting more and more. And then around, I think 2017, like, I remember I read starting strength. That was like my first, like, Oh, I'm getting serious about this. And then I, you know, started, you know, lifting as much as, you know, three times a week. And I, I thought like, Oh, i three times a week. I'm taking this so seriously. And like, you know, you just start doing it more and more. But then 2020, it was actually right before the pandemic. I did my first meet on the way to a gig. Like I was going from uh Gillette, Wyoming to Lusk. You have not heard of that town. Um <laughs> And I, I, I swung around, like took my own vehicle and went to Casper and they were having their Wyoming state meet. And I just did it as a guest lifter, just to, you know, it was like USPA. So yeah, that was my first meet. And then just, you know, that had the bug ever since like it meets are so much fun. So, I mean, you know, but not as much fun as the masnomics I mean, that's about as much fun as you can have. It's going to be, it's going to be hard to top that.
1: Yeah. So speak, speaking of lift hard, live easy. What was, uh, what was your experience that weekend? Like the meet, the, the, when did you get in town? Cause I, I didn't see you. I don't think I met you until maybe the meet. I mean, I, i did I, did we talk at Tanner's at all? I it was Yeah, so we talked
2: people. briefly. Yeah. We okay. talked briefly at Tanner's, um, kind of when there was a mass exodus. Um, I didn't get, I did the late way ins. The problem is I only live like six, seven hours away. So I just left in the morning. Like gotcha. I just drove there from the morning.
1: I'm, like yeah, no, no, no reason to take Thursday off if you can just you know get away with yeah. only taking one day off.
2: Yeah, so I just drove there and did right to the way in. Um as far as lifting, like I, I went into the meet kind, like I would say I was hurt, I wasn't injured, I was dealing with some pretty not fun hip pain. So I was kind of scared the entire time. Like I took a started super light on my squat and deadlifts. I just went like my my wife, my wife. Honestly, uh tried to like I was talking about not doing the meet. I was like, and she's like, you have to do this. You this is gonna be so much fun. But from the get-go from weighing in and you know, seeing Tommy and Tanner, and I saw a few other crew and that later on weigh in, so much fun. they like, going to Tanner's, like that was and then the after party at the zoo, all like you know, seeing Jonathan old him and I I saw him at another meet in Dickinson, um, uh, North Dakota. But seeing him again, he's such a good dude. But it, it was good to put a, a face to these internet names. That's what was, I thought, the coolest thing. It's like, oh, yeah, I know Big Eddie. Like, you you know, and yeah, he's a, you know, he's kind of a crazy bastard. Like, it is,
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, I just even to, like uh, when I first saw Tommy and Tanner, I was like, this is weird. It's just weird seeing people from the internet come alive. That was That was
1: weird. Was your first reaction? Like most of ours, wow, those guys are tall.
2: I actually wrote that down as one of my questions for you. So we'll exit out. But that was like, no worries. <laughs> that was like, Oh man, they're, cause most power lifters are short. Yeah. Like it's a short man's game. Like you don't want to be tall. You want to be the shortest person in your weight class.
1: I, I do. I think I remember, I can't remember if it was in the warm up room or like in between, uh, Competition or something. But I I could have swore I was talking to you briefly at the meet, and you remember you telling me you were hurt, or whatever. So you were opening kind of conservative, and then you did like a sixty pound jump on all your seconds or something crazy like that, if I recall. But <laughs> it, 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 it am, am I remembering that right?
2: Yeah, I did. Uh, like I was going into squats, and I my last warm up was I think like just like three fifteen, and then um I opened up with three sixty five, which would normally be like that might be my last warm up.
5: Mm-hmm. And then I did
2: four or five, and then it, and I thought about not doing the third because it was pretty painful, um, but then just did four twenty five just to I was like, I'm already here, like what are you gonna do? <laughs> like you're already like it's it's gonna hurt, but okay, like you'll live like take the you know I took it easy the next you know a couple weeks after, and I was fine, but yeah, those those big jumps, I don't know it was a little scary, but it was fun. I thought the the spotters and loaders and No one else talked about this on the sister podcast, but they were good at hyping you up.
5: Mm -hmm. Like
2: I remember, I specifically remember I was going for like my second and I was like, oh, I haven't been able able to lift heavy because it was, it was just painful. Like it was just painful to lift heavy. Um, I could squat light for a ton of reps and be fine. But I remember like racking 405, unracking it and walking it out and kind of feeling wobbly. Like you're like, oh shit, this sucks. And he was, and then I like kind of settled he's like, Oh, you got it. Like, he just like, he just said like, Oh, you got this. Like just that little bit of like hyping you up. I was like, yes, I do. I'm going to do this and just smoke the rep. Like it was no big deal. Like, you know, that made a big difference on my day. I agree. I. I
0: That's why they're the best, right? That's the, the best loading and spotting crew in the Midwest. Yeah. Absolutely. We're
1: trying to get, we're trying to get one or two of them on as a guest to the future, so I'll keep 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 an ear out for that.
0: We'll get Diet Tanner on just so you can look him in the face. <laughs> Be I'm the one that called you that.
1: <laughs> that was such a good <laughs> moment. I really enjoyed that. Uh, so as being a, a member of the you know the the Judd Who's band, and so I, I kind of want to just paint a picture here. So you started listening to their podcast. Uh, did you end up going back to the back episodes, or did you just start picking it up like, like fresh? Because oh. I uh, I I asked that. Let me, I guess I'll try to interrupt you. Um, because I remember it might have been some of the older episodes, so like like 15, 16, 17. Like I I think that's when it was talked about, but like they've talked about your band, you know, your uh three or four times, like three or four different episodes over the course of like seven years. So like it, especially if it was like an older episode you were listening to, it was like, oh, they're talking about me and my buddies, so like that would just be. It, 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 I guess the, the first time you heard them talk about your band on the podcast, like after you became crew and everything, how how, how was that?
2: Um, I did cherry pick some episodes where I knew the guests. I haven't listened to the entire all the episodes. Um, but I, I remember writing a review on Apple Podcasts, you know, just being like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe you guys are from Aberdeen. Like, I'm in this band, Judd Hoose. And I, you know, a couple of us left and we we're all now listening to your podcast. And I remember then the next episode saying, Oh yeah, we know Judd who's like, are you kidding me? Like we parted with like, you know, we parted at the zoo. Like we used to play the zoo all the time. Like that okay, was like, okay.
1: that was where the main connection was. Then, oh, gotcha.
2: And I, I don't think every, anyone realizes like when you were at the zoo, how God awful tall that stage is. Imagine oh, t- taking amps and, and stat like, stacking gear up there is a it's ridiculous
0: really like how many people could fit up there the drum kit was not up there oh yeah everything was up there no that's we didn't stack
2: the pa but everything else was up there i mean it was yeah bass rig a couple guitar
0: rigs drums like some lights i feel like that stage was from my memory the size of a deadlift platform like that was a tiny but a tall stage sticky as shit (laughs) and it's sticky and loud how is it so
2: sticky? It just, they, I don't know. They're, they're nice owners, so I won't say anything.
0: <laughs> but no, no, they were wonderful. We met them that night, right? I've, I've talked about that before, but.
2: Yeah, they were, I can't believe they were there. They're, they've they owned that place for like 30 years. Oh, wow. like it, nobody owns a bar that long. Like that's a bad business to be in. That's high pressure. You're dealing with college kid employees and then drunk college kids all night. Like yeah. that sounds rough. Yeah, like the no, only worst job is like
1: running a Chuck E. Cheese. Like that was. <laughs> yeah, what's worse? Like just obnoxious kids or like obnoxious 20 year olds, well, 21 year olds? Like, like almost who? no difference. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, like, they're both would be negative, lots of the negatives.
0: Actually, it would even say, like, with me walking around bleeding all over the bar, it's like I was just a toddler. <laughs> I, remember, I remember that you're like I'm just, just, just walking over. around bleeding and i was just like hi everybody and people are like that's disgusting put that away yeah big thanks to big murph i, am, I almost made her toss cookies in the bar because she handed me a beer and i cut myself on it you know
2: it took you forever to get out that's what i remember like i said goodbye to you and like it was like a half hour later and you were mm-hmm. like still not gone. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Me and Jen did, I think three, like two or three rounds of just trying to get out of there. And it just wasn't happening. And, you know, I I do one mm-hmm. round and then somebody was like, have you been outside yet? And you go outside and you're like, Oh my God, everybody's out here. There's an outside.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I never, I never, I never made it outside.
0: That part's new.
2: Yeah. That part's new. Everything else that hasn't changed at all. Like, The outside's really nice, but that bar hasn't changed in 20 years. That's
3: why they're still doing it. Oh, yeah. Consistency.
1: So being in that, being Judd Hoose for 10 years, I got a list of a handful of pretty cool bands you uh, opened up for. What was one band that you opened up for that meant the most to you that was just kind of like, man, I'd listen to this kid. I'd listen to this guy growing up. It's just like, I feel like I've arrived to some extent because I'm opening for this guy. Or if you actually, did you you get to meet everyone you opened for?
0: And don't Uh, say the Eagles. No,
1: not the Eagles. Um, (laughs) The Eagles. I love the Eagles. I don't know. I mean,
2: we opened up for like Billy Idol, and that was really cool because he's like, he's cool. Um, The one that just shocked me um, was we opened up for 38 Special.
1: That's cool. I
2: like them. And like what shocked me about them was how good they were. I had no idea that like that lead singer was also the lead guitar player. It's one of those things where you're like, holy crap. Like, how is he singing and playing all these lead parts at the same time? It kind of, that one just, it it humbled me a little bit to be like, oh my God, these guys are, you know, just incredible.
1: I think I saw them open for like what was Leonard Skinner at the time in 2004 uh, in Pittsburgh. Uh, That was pretty cool.
2: Yeah. Leonard, what is Leonard or what is Leonard Skinner now? Yeah. 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 Leonard
1: Uh, Leonard Skinner adjacent. (laughs) Yeah.
3: light yeah
1: <laughs> well so we've you've since you've recently left the band to was that just more like a family decision just to not spend all your weekends in in, in hotels and in you know like cargo vans flipping it from one one town to the next
0: yeah it's
2: so i joined the band in uh or the band started you know with me in 04 and i left a year and a half ago and it was so I'll wrap this up quick, but, uh, like I have a 13 year old and, uh, and a six year old and a, a three year old now, and you miss a lot of stuff. I mean, you miss, you miss a lot of games. You miss a lot. Cause we, we typically would play like 120, 130 shows a year.
1: Oh, wow.
2: So we were gone most weekends and especially in the summer when everything fun is. Um, and my wife and I actually, um, we actually just this spring quit, but we did foster care for eight years. Um, so lots of kids in the house. Um, we're kind
1: of, you know,
2: we're weighted into that. Like my family and her family are big into adoption. Um, but this, you know, that's why we have our two boys. We like, we have our own biological daughter and our two boys are adopted. Um, uh, but this, when 2020 hit and the pandemic hit, we went from playing all these shows to playing no shows. Like we were off the road. And I remember like sitting on a lake cause you know, the Hills are just beautiful. And we were like, just hanging out one day, like the whole family. And I was like, Oh man, is this what I miss? You know, am I might, and that's when I started to really have feelings of leaving the, you know, not leaving Judd Hoose, it was leaving any band, like, like since leaving the band, I've been asked to join so many bands. I'm like, Oh, do you want to join my band? I'm like, I don't think you understand it. I was Mm -hmm. in a highly functioning band. I'm not going to leave this highly functioning band to be in another band. Like, like we were really, you know, we were doing well. Um, But, and then 2021 hit and we went on, like did a bunch of tours. Like we were on tour with the Wild Feathers um, for like two weeks straight, Um, you know, like played Chicago and a bunch of, you know, Kansas City and a bunch of, you know, bigger cities. And that was fun. But I was just like this the whole the whole 2021 where we played more shows than we ever did in a year i just felt break break like i need like i was just trying to hit the brakes the entire time and then yeah the end of that year i that was that was it for me
1: so were you working full time and doing the band on the side or was the band your full time job for portions of your like you know the last 20 years
2: i worked monday through thursday and then was on the road and um Damn. yeah it was i i don't know how
1: i did it i don't know how
2: Know how your wife
1: did it, man. That's crazy. With all those, all those a, kids, all the all the kids in the house and you being gone like three nights out of the week, potentially. That's crazy, man. Kudos to yeah. you guys powering through that. Yeah, she's
2: uh she's the best. Like, you don't, yeah, you don't you get lucky
3: and sometimes you get really lucky. <laughs>
0: and then where did you find time to run a beer festival?
2: Oh, yeah, we run that well, the company I work for. Um, runs South Dakota's largest beer festival, Mountain West Beer Fest, November 11th, um, here in Rapid City, and that's and that's now in my hands. The past couple of years, it's super fun. It it's so much fun because I like craft beer. That's why I was like, oh, what IPA do you have? Because yeah. like I I can't get that from where I'm at. Actually, here in the Black Hills, like, and I, I'm from originally from the Denver area, and there's like Colorado's kind of known for its craft beer. I feel like the Black Hills for the population size has really good craft beer. There's some, uh, a few real, like there's a bunch of breweries, but there's a few of them that are, they've got, they've got their shit together. Like they're, they're making some unique ones. Like they're not just like, there's some that just do like, you know, your typical IPA lager and stout. Like they get it out of a kit almost and they're good. Yeah, But there's some that are doing some really, it's like even stuff I don't like but I appreciate like there's one that does like kind of furtier sours. Yeah. And it's not really my thing, but it's, it's really cool.
0: I'm, um, I'm, uh, I don't know what you would call it. They call it members, but like every year I buy into a brewery that's here Mm -hmm. in town and, you know, I love them. They're amazing people. They've treated me and my family. Amazing. My name's on the wall. Like they're, they, everything is amazing, but they tend to do a lot of sours or a lot of like fruity puree beers and I actually don't enjoy them that much but because I love them I keep investing right yeah. I keep buying in and then they'll have one that just blows me out of the water they'll have one beer that I'll just walk in and be like just give me 24 of those like don't even fuck around like um i think there's about 5 or 6 breweries in my city what do you drink what what is like the What's your beer? Uh, it's Keith's. It's Alexander Keith's. Um, yeah, that's pretty well documented. Uh, it's like the number one beer, but um, this... I'm, I'm taking vacation at the beginning of October, so I'll be heading out back out to McKinnon, I hope. My wife and I have already spoken about it. Get a hotel My and lav. head out there. My wife. <laughs> uh, so McKinnon is... I've spoken about them before. They're the farm brewery, where like... They're just on a big giant plot of land. Their old beer fridge was blasted into the bedrock. And they used to brew in the barn, and their their bottle um, shop house was the chicken coop. They make that uh, red beet ale that I love so much, and I always take a pilgrimage out there. It's about a three hour drive, but you know I could do three hours there and then visit and then come back but with two kids you don't want to do that you want to do three hours go play in the playground for a few minutes while you unwind from that that's another hour we'll go to the brewery after then come back and then it's like nine o'clock at night and you're like sure drive for another three hours home right like so we'll usually do an overnight if we head out there but that's that's cool that's called mckinnon but it is a destination there's also one out here called bench um, and I think, I think Daminger's been out there. It's the same thing. They
1: own that's not how you say his name, Dylan <laughs> Dam. It's Dilla Dinger, or Ding dingalinger I think, right?
0: Uh, but they have hops fields, they have their own farmland, they have everything out here. Like it's that's a destination brewery, right? Whereas some of the ones in my city, they're like, well, we're you know, in the middle of this, we got a self serve center in the middle of, uh, Storage units come on and see. <laughs> Sorry, are like, sure, I'm on my way there, but like those big farm ones and stuff are the ones I really like. That's cool.
2: Yeah, it, it's interesting to see how like your taste in beer can change over the years. Like, I went from like when I first started drinking, like drinking coronas, like, and then you like work your way to like hoppier and hoppier. And now I'm like on the backside, like, I'm yeah. now appreciating lagers more. And like, yeah. if I go to drink with my wife, like, she'll order like uh, Imperial Stouts. That's her thing. So they'll that's bring me. it to me. Mine too. And like, I like whiskey and I like beer, but I don't like them together. Like I... I
0: <laughs> <laughs> Imperial Stouts are very
2: bourbony. Yeah. yeah, it's just too much for me. So they'll bring it the, like, you know, the waiter or whatever will bring to me the Imperial Stout and give her the light lager. Like that's that's always the case. Like I feel mm-hmm. like... It's like, it's like...
1: Nope, that's backwards. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it's pumpkin spice beer season and my wife is just in heaven. Like the pumpkin spice porters, the pumpkin ales... Pumpkin Stout. You give her one of those this time of year, and she's just loving it. Uh, I've had my fair share. I used to um, I used to drink in a bar called The Winking Judge downtown Hamilton. Um, I'm 38 now, and I think I had my first beer at The Winking Judge at the age of
1: 19. <laughs> is that a Canadian thing? <laughs>
0: yes, we start drinking at 19 here in Canada. Uh, 18 in Quebec.
1: Oh, is that actually... I was making a joke. Is that actually real? Yes. Like yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not 21 up there? Okay. No, so no. We, our- we
0: have more faith in our young people than the Americans do. And um, they have this thing called the Irish coffin where like you have 30 days to drink one of every beer on tap, but it's always rotating taps. So you have to fill your card of like 30 beers in 30 days. Hmm. And so I've had my fair share of craft beers because they were only a craft beer bar. My name was on that wall four times by the time they closed. Cause we would just keep doing it. Um, but you're right. Cause it's like in my early, you know, I didn't I actually didn't drink till I turned 19. My 19th birthday was the first time I drank
5: hmm.
0: and I drank what my dad drank. Right. And then you're just drinking whatever's at the bar. And then I found Keith's, but then I got into craft beer and now here I am 38. I'm just like, just give me the Keith's. Like, I don't care. What's anymore.
2: the drinking age in Canada? 19. 19. See, When I was 18, I I joined another band, Zwarte. They were like old. It's funny. Like I was 18 and they were were like older than I was, you know, like I was doing this like young guy joining an older band and, you know, it's not like there was drug usage or anything, but there was some like serious drinking going on that band. Mm -hmm. It freaked me out from drinking. Like I was freaked out and I didn't really start drinking like, to, like right till I was twenty one. Like I was a good yeah. kid. Like I didn't, and then I really didn't like. I would say start partying at all until I was like twenty two. Like I, I just kind of got freaked out by like the culture of it.
1: Now, was that experience? Was that an experience where you were like sober and you just saw people that you were normally seeing sober just could be complete drunk assholes? Because I think exactly. if I was, ex- I think if I was exposed to that when I was like fifteen, like I wouldn't have fucking like started binge drinking when i was 15 years old because if i had like if i had like at that age just saw how stupid people like because i don't i don't think i was like at a party saw a bunch of drunk people and then got drunk it was just like immediately at a party and then you start getting drunk so it's just like i think if i had that experience that you were talking about like that would that would have actually been pretty like eye opening and been like okay that's not as cool as it looks
2: no it's not as fun it's like oh you're embarrassing like you you look and if you see people like playing poorly or anything like that like as a musician like like Judd Hoos we were always real professional like you you party on your own time like you don't you can have a you know a beer set you don't get hammered on stage that's a that's embarrassing
0: it yeah it's actually why i have zero patience for cocaine zero patience for cocaine cuz i i've been sitting in a room and a you know guy walks in and he starts talking to you and he's fine then he leaves the room and he comes back and he's like, it's a nightmare and you're like mm, i know what happened And for me, it was just like I just have never touched it, just because of what you're talking about. Just seeing people make absolute assholes of themselves. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm offending anybody who loves cocaine on this podcast. (laughs) I heard it's great.
2: I heard it's. I I heard heard it smells great. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I heard it's great, and that's why you shouldn't do it. Like, yeah, they're like, like you, you would love it, and that's why you shouldn't do it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's. It is one of those things. I just, I just saw how people were on it, and was like yeah, I don't ever want to look like you. I'm not doing that. I've never touched it for that reason.
1: My addictive personality has helped me steer clear. Like m- being self-aware of my addictive personality, like I never did anything worse than smoking weed. So like, cause I know I'd be like, yeah, if I start doing pills or fucking doing this, that, or the other, like, yeah, I might not ever stop. So like, yeah, being self-aware enough to <laughs> not put yourself in that positions, like sound kind of saved my life, I feel. So speaking of saving your life and kind of bargaining <laughs> onto the, uh, you know, running you the gear like deer- Running, running the beer fest, you've had to dealt with some really drunk assholes. So, with that, has being a black belt and a former sensei helped you in any situations? And just talk about that.
0: Sorry, what did you just say?
1: Did I butcher it? That? That's going to be a
0: sensei. <laughs> did, did you just say sensei? So uh, sensei. At, well, I can't wait I, for
1: everybody to get a hold of. I that. have. <laughs> there's 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 a there's a brand of thermostats that I that, that I do at work that are called Sensei. So when I when I read the word it looked just I think it's actually might even be spelled the way I don't know. So yeah, I butchered sensei and said sensei because it's something I use at work. Uh but yeah, tell us about your uh I'm assuming karate. No one whoever told me that didn't specify karate or jujitsu or whatever. So I assume
2: that's my wife who likes to embarrass me because I don't like, I mean, I don't like talking about myself as it is. Um, we
1: like embarrassing the guests just a little yeah. bit.
0: And you're here to talk about yourself. So
1: yeah, I
2: know it's that. weird.
4: <laughs> yeah. Awkward.
2: Um, When I was in like, I don't know how, I think I was like 14, 15, I went, I'd been going through martial arts for like, you know, six, seven years and became a black belt and started teaching for a while. And then I finally started getting into music and like, there was no time for that, but Yeah. I, I got a black belt in Kenpo karate, which if you look it up, it's like, it's essentially what MMA is now. It's literally like, it was uh, a guy from California, uh, Chuck Cordova, sensei Chuck Cordova came from California to Colorado and started a school. And it was like jujitsu and judo and, um, like small amounts of Taekwondo and kickboxing. So it was like real practical fighting, um, but real disciplined Has it helped me?
1: Did it help me deal with drunk people? Especially being in a band too. You've had to have like just been in a bunch of bar scenes after the fact and just, you had to encountered assholes that you just had to, you know, did your best to walk away from it. Maybe you weren't able to. I think most of that is just,
2: um, like, yeah, I, it it was funny is actually the later years in the band is where I felt like I was in more situations. And most of that I think was like losing my patience with drunk people. We are like, Mm. Oh my God. Like, and most of it's when, um, I, I typically don't get mad when like someone's being mean to me because I'm like, okay, you know, fuck off. Like, but if uh they were like we had like a young crew guy we brought on the road one summer and he was like 18. And these two drunk guys were hassling him. Like they were like, he was like just selling merch and they were really hassling him. And I about got in a fight, like nice. I was like, hey, like I told the guys, like, hey, you know, piss off, like go bother someone else. And I heard him say something under his breath
5: <laughs> and like
2: I, my reaction was not a mature reaction. It was like, like, I kind of like charged up on him. I was like, what'd you, say? what'd you say? Instead of like going, okay. And moving on with my life, like, oh, they're drunk and being dumb. But like, I escalated the situation definitely, but I, I stayed out of fights. I don't know. I, I tend to not get in fights. Um, I, I'm a golden retriever. I just like, I tend to be likable and try not to be in those situations.
0: That, that desire there to like um because i can say it you know all day every day uh i've talked about my job before when somebody's like mean to me i'm just like you know what man i think we can work for a solution together like i'm such a just like de-escalate but if they're mean to one of my team or even worse mean to another customer like I immediately become Patrick Swayze from roadhouse. Like I'm just immediately like, <laughs> like name tags coming off. Let's talk, man. Like, and it's, I think I see what you're saying. Cause like, yeah, I'm as, I'm as nice as they can. It's get. hard
2: to see it. It's hard to see it. Like our, yeah. uh, like our lead singer once was taking a picture with this girl. Like, like she was like, Oh, I want to take a selfie. Like it was after the show. He's like, sure. Drunk boyfriend who's jealous of this girl comes up and dumps (laughs) a whole beer on his head. And and well, like, and this is like, this is like experience of being on the road. Like if you're in a small town, like you don't know the cops, you don't know what's going like. And I'm not saying like police are bad, but like, you don't know the situation. You don't know who the security is. And like, I had to like, is like, he's like a skinny, like he's a skinny dude, but it's like, you'd have to kill him to stop him it's it's because it's not because he would win the fight it's because he wouldn't be willing to lose like he would like you would have to knock him out to stop him he just kind of got that like anger switch and we were all just like holding him back and the security you know kicked the you know that boyfriend dude out but you know that's some pride swallowing situations
1: yeah, that would be hard to keep your composure with that situation. Like that's a, that's like a, because, because that's assault at that point. I don't care if it's a beer or like anything. Like that's you do anything that puts something on me or touches me, like that's fucking assault. So Yeah. Ugh, and
0: I what you're saying just to make sure you know people don't get it all twisted. You're right. In a small town like that, the bouncer's his cousin, the cop is his brother. You're right. the guy that's reacting. The reason he's acting the way he is is cuz he knows he's protected. Like you don't know any of that right? That'll just harkens back to why I was so absolutely nice in Aberdeen to that guy that yelled at me at the meet. I don't know you. This isn't my town. I will do everything I can to acquiesce. Should I have? No, but like, I don't know you. I don't know why you're here. I don't know anybody around me, right? So just wanted to make sure that, yeah, I hear what you're saying there.
1: Yeah. Validated and heard. So speaking of basically venues you've played, so if you had to pick you, you don't, okay. So, you, you, if you choose to answer half of this, that's fine because the other one's kind of a, you know, a, a negative. So, best and worst venue ever played. But if you don't want to answer worst, feel free not to. I don't want you to like th- feel like you're throwing someone under the bus.
2: Oh, no. I, I love the worst one. Um, I know exactly, I know exactly,
0: <laughs> I know exactly where it is. It's the Odie Arena in Aberdeen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The best is hard. It's easy to remember the worst of things. Um, I mean, we play. Um, I mean, the Sturgis Buffalo chip was cool. Cause it's a really big arena. Um, but I can't even remember the name. It's up in North Dakota. We played their state fair and it's a big one. I think there's like 10, 20,000 people there and that's what was cool. So it was like a, just a huge crowd. Um, that was, that's where we opened up for Billy Idol. And that was, that was cool. Cause it was just, we had a great crowd reaction, lots of young people. Um, the worst is a better story <laughs> <Let's hear it. laughs> cool. also in North Dakota. So we were playing, this is early years of the band. We were taking any gig. This is in Jamestown, North Dakota. And we played an outdoor show in like October in like late October. It was like 40 degrees out, maybe like Fahrenheit. Like maybe that was the high that day we were like playing in, in like winter coats. Okay. So it's freezing so we played in front of, I think, two people, maybe like the entire <laughs> night, two people next door to this, this stage. And we're playing on top of a flatbed trailer, which is like a common Midwest thing. Like it's, you know, street dances, you play on top of a, fr- you know, a couple of flatbed trailers, drums on the back one, guitar rigs and everyone else in the front set up and go next in the next door lot. There was a leaking, um, septic tank. Oh, good. So it smelled like horrifically bad and it was absolutely freezing. It was like the second, like you went on stage, you went from like, you'd sit in your vehicle trying to warm up and then you went to just freezing, just absolute, like, or your hands hurt. Like you're like, I can barely play. And our drummer's like looking at us like, what's wrong with you guys? Cause he can, like (laughs) he can keep playing, but all the guitar players are just dying.
1: That's hysterical. Uh, was that maybe your only you think That was your only show where your band outnumbered the audience? Uh, no.
2: No. No, we had uh, the first Sturgis rally we played. We played up in Deadwood. And Deadwood is not Sturgis. And the bikers were just dr- going by. Like thousands. We would watch thousands of bikers going by. And I bet in uh, we played like seven days in a row. And I bet we played in front of a dozen people, maybe. Oh, wow. Like, it, it was... Th- those were like those are good for you though. Like that's just practice. You're getting paid to practice.
1: Humbling. Yeah. So uh big Dave or Meet director, we had two questions for you. The first one was, Are you gonna do the lift hard, live easy classic next year? And then the second one was pick her fingers.
2: Oh, good. So yes, I will do it no matter what.
0: Hell yeah.
1: Um just need a date. And do yeah. you hear that, Tommy and Tanner? We need a date. It'd be nice to get a date to get that venue all sorted so we can start planning our 2024, guys. Please and thank you. And and Dave is talking
2: about, do you play with a pick or fingers for bass? And I played with my fingers. Um, I actually was, uh, I used, instead of like uh, two fingers, I used three typically. Like, um, what's his name from Iron Maiden? I can't think of it. Uh, Steve Harris, is that him?
0: I I don't know. I'm drawing a blank, too. Normally, yeah. when it comes to the metal talk, I'm all in.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I think that's him, Steve Harris. That sounds right. Yeah. So, or Billy, uh, Billy Sheen from Mr. Big, he does that too.
1: So, I have a follow up with with playing bass with your fingers. Uh, I'm assuming you still currently play recreational to some extent, or even so. So, say when you were when you were lifting. Did uh, did you have to like be cautious with deadlifting because like you had to be you know obviously you were making money with your hands um, I guess I'm I'm more thinking if you were like a hook gripper like if you were hook gripping and like you ripped some fucking skin off your fingers typically that's your thumb if you're hook grip but still like depending on how you deadlifted so you could rip, you could rip calluses and skin on any finger or palm so did that ever play a role in like how you had to play or how you deadlifted precautionarily no
2: um, but I did learn you cannot bowl. Like we went, we all went bowling like an hour before a gig and like that hand strength, that constant, like holding of a ball and mm-hmm. like we played like two or three games. I was in so much hand pain. I was in like, like cramping up horribly. So don't roll.
0: Well, if you're not, if you're not slapping the base, yeah, then you don't really <laughs> need to worry about like your, like your thumb calluses or anything like that. Right. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. You're not bonky bonk is what I call it. Actually, that was what Maynard called it in his book. And I was like, that is what that is. But that's that bonky bonk bass that like Primus and Red Hot Chili Peppers and a lot of those bands do. It's where it just sounds silly. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. The only time I've ever enjoyed it was at a corn, But that was because they drop tuned so ridiculously that you could barely even tell it was bonky bonk. It was just fuzz.
2: Corn <laughs> was like my intro to metal. Like it went like Corn and Rage, and like I like a lot of different music, but like that was like I felt like that's where things turned for me. Where I was like, oh, this is
0: <laughs> this is cool. And Corn only got progressively more aggressive, right? Uh-huh. So they were like, rack, rack. The first album, um, you know, let's play some metal nostalgia here. The first Corn album was an emotional monster. Um, there's a song on there, uh, where, you know, I'm not going to get too into the details, but he's just bawling his eyes out while he's singing it. And if you don't know what that song is, I'm not going to get into what it's about or anything like that, but it's literally just Jonathan Davis crying. And then the next one was, this is silly. Was the next one follow the leader, follow the leader. I,
2: and no one, you don't hear about this cause it was a CD. Yeah. I, what I remember most about follow the leader is you'd put it in your, your player. And it would go track one, yeah, track two, track three, track four, like like immediately, no break, yeah. all the way to 13. And 13 was the first song, and you were like, oh my god, this is devil music.
0: Like, this is so cool. Well, that was because the first album was 12 tracks, mm. and this album was following up to that.
2: But oh, it, was rap, cool.
0: it was rap rock. So yeah. you went from that insane, like, I was bullied as a teenager and other bad things happened, to rap rock. And then, you know, they kind of went new metal for a bit. And then their last two albums. It's almost crazy how just aggressive and how he changed his tone as a singer. And, and you know, I'm going to catch maybe some slack for this, but Jonathan Davis invented a new style of singing. When he did that little whiny thing to that scream and growl and stuff like that, nobody had done that before him. And he still is changing to this time. So, like if you are at all listening to corn for their newer stuff, uh, there's a song they did with uh Corey Taylor, which I really encourage you to listen to because it is just insane heavy. Insane heavy. And corn is still doing it. That's cool. So anyway, this is the pod- podcast about corn. Corn there's Eddie's coming.
1: I did my best, yeah. I, I did my best to I tried to listen to a handful of uh, you know Judge Jud Who's songs and I specifically watched some of the videos that you were the director of to kind of get a feel for the music. And I have to tell people, nothing to do, not doesn't sound anything like corn, you know. Kind of just no and you know, if I had listened to this, if I had listened to this episode and then went and listened to all your music, I would have been disappointed thinking I was gonna get some corn. Uh yeah, much. like
2: the band, uh, the band definitely changed over the years. Like we were like a little harder in the beginning. I think a little harder in the beginning Um, and just the the songwriting went to more like, um, I don't know, more country-esque, but like, actually like some of those, some of those, like on the second album, some of the songs on there are um, like, say my name is a rock song. Like if you, you hear it like that, that's a rock song. That's a straightforward rock song. Um, But then I don't know, like later on things got, I would say poppier, but also, I don't know. Like we were still a rock band. Like no matter what, we were a guitar rock band. Like I, like those guys are still playing today. And like I have mad respect, all the love for them. And they're uh, like, it's some of the best guitar playing out there right now. Like the two guitar, like the lead singer and lead guitar player, like play so well together. Like it's, when you watch them, it's like, it's guitar player porn. Like you're like, (laughs) Oh, this is sweet. This is really cool. Like they, they won't, and I'm not just like talking like dual leads like, and they'll do that, but like they'll do like just where they're playing totally different things that mesh really well together.
1: That's cool. It that probably takes a fair amount of work to kind of like get that in sync. Oh, okay. so are, are are both those members OG members? Is that why they're such good? Like you know, rhythm? no. Um,
2: the guitar, actually the the lead guitar player has been in the band longer than the original guitar player. Um the drummer's the only actually original member. Um, but Tyler was the new lead singer, and uh, God, I can't even remember what year he joined. That was a long time ago. So yeah, it, like the band's seen a lot of changes over the years, for sure.
1: Nice.
0: And that would that would be you know contributing to the change in sound.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's inevitable. Um yeah, that makes sense.
0: Like they yeah,
2: we get a lot of haters, like a lot, like some people hated us like when it changed, and then But then we got a lot more popular, so it's like hard to like, (laughs) hard to like deny that.
0: No, I get it. That's like a couple people leaving Slipknot, right? When Joey left Slipknot, things sounded different because he was a contributor. But like, that's just inevitable.
2: Or more uh, Iron Maiden talk, uh, Bruce or yeah, Bruce Dickinson wasn't the original lead singer on Faith No More. Like there's, there are like, no one talks about it, but like, yeah, those weren't the original singers.
0: Now, do you still contribute at all? Like I mentioned Joey Jordan, but like when he left the band, he left for health reasons. He still contributed like from a production and kind of like opinion level. Do you do any, like, are you just completely done? Like I'm out, retired, I'm gone.
2: Um, up until like a month ago, uh, I was working for their management company. Um, Mm. so, and then, they they left our group, which is like, it's honestly like not a bad thing. It's not like mean or mean-spirited. Yeah. They they just want to handle things on their own, um, which is like, it's actually like good timing of some of the things. Um, but if they ask for anything or like any advice, like, because I do like a lot of online marketing and event marketing, like I will absolutely like give them help and, you know, do whatever they need.
1: All right, cool. Yeah, that's cool. You still have that uh, connection with them.
2: So, oh yeah. Like I, I saw one of the guys, like he actually switched gyms and I didn't even know it. And I lifted with him today. Like he was, we were (laughs) lifting adjacent. Like we weren't like, you know, like (laughs) him in his room. Like I showed up, I was like, oh my God, what are you doing? He was like, oh, I switched gyms. I'm like, and him, his two roommates were lifting in there, you know? So it was, it was kind of fun.
1: So I heard you're uh, a big Stephen King fan. Is that right? I am. So I got a couple of Stephen King questions. I'm trying to think of how I want to word them. So I'll go with, uh, "What's your favorite Stephen King book or book series?" Like, um, who? So for a series, I would say, oh, yeah, yeah, you, you, you can answer them independently if you want. That's fine. It's for cool. a
2: series, the Gunslinger, the Dark Tower series. Yep. Mm-hmm. uh that's one of the best series ever. The hard part with that is. The first book's probably the worst. Like you have to power you have to like power through it. You have to like power through that one. It, it's like the way the Terminator movies are. Like the first book is kind of like a chase. It's more of like a chase. And then like the, the ones after are a lot more plot interesting. Um, as far as a single book, that eleven twenty two sixty three, 63, the one um they made a mini-series on it, I think. Uh the one about the Kennedy assassination. That like okay. That's probably like the one of the better written ones. It was awesome though. That it like is one of the few books. Like, um, I just listened, I didn't read that one, I, I listened to it and I had to pull over because I thought I was going to puke. Like, I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> like that's like that, everyone thinks of him as a horror writer, and actually, I think most of his writing isn't horror. That's horror, like that. Like, <laughs> I thought I was going to puke, like, this is not it is, and it's not like
1: we're talking about big, uh, big big waffle irons, uh, snowmobile injury story. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's not, it's not like, yeah, like, Oh, this is gross or this is shot. Like this is, um, someone jumping out at you. It's like, no, this is horrific. This is something I can't even like put words to that's what horror is to me.
0: When I actually read that as a kid, it was like, it was the first like long book I read. And I think I read it twice and like i'm not going to pretend it didn't have an effect on me cuz like we used to pretend like it was real and we were going to go fight the evil it clown and but i was like 12 or 13 when i read that book um and you know i will say i'll go out and be controversial because that's what we do on this podcast i do think that bill Skarsgård was a better pennywise the clown
2: would well, yeah oh really he's a great actor
0: yeah I do love Tim Curry. I just don't, I think he did what was best with what he was given, but I do think that Skarsgård was a better version of Pennywise, the clown more true to the book.
2: Yeah, it was probably more true to the book. I I do agree with that.
0: It was definitely scarier because they, they didn't, it wasn't made for TV. It was an R rated movie. Yeah. Um, But also I will say I've never read the dark tower. And I think we've spoken about it on this podcast before, but The Dark Tower actually kind of brings Stephen King' his entire universe into full circle. Oh yeah, the thing that is it is also in The Dark Tower, mm-hmm. right? Like it is this weird transdimensional evil force that is in Dark Tower. It's in it. It's in another one of his books and he never names it but at some point i think during the dark tower you realize that that's what pennywise the clown was
2: there's a lot of like towns that are the same like in all the books like there or just little hints like you're like oh that character you know like that weird side character ran in or like he he's big on that on tying all of his worlds together
0: yeah
1: yeah i think my first exposure to him was uh was it different seasons. I think it was like the four part novella with had the, uh, the Rita Hayworth story, which ended up becoming Shawshank Redemption. And it had uh, the body, which became stand by me. And then I think there was apt pupil and then, which was also a movie. And then I I don't remember what the fourth one was, but uh, that was like my first experience with that. I did get into the gunslinger. I want to say I, I think I powered through the first and second book and then kind of just dropped the series. But that's like that was like 10 years ago or more. I might have to get back into it though. Remember the second one just got super weird with the uh I don't know. It was just it was it was uh
2: I love uh, the second one. It's yeah, I love it. It's so creative.
1: Yeah, it was a very interesting world he created. And then it, that's it, I don't know. I was probably like in my early 20s when I tried to read it the first time, so it was just more like 15 years ago. So I might have to get back into it, but I don't know. I I, I do like series that are like like built on like i much rather read like a 10 book series than like a a a one-off novel you know i'm not never a fan of that so but that's cool that that is what you like so a follow-up on that is favorite movie and series that's inspired or you know off stephen king you know he's had a whole lot of stuff made he said a shit ton of made for tv movies and a shit ton of like big box office movies a couple mini series and like you know standalone shows so What are your? I think
2: think Shawshank Redemption's the best movie. Even, and I think most of that's because the short story. I actually don't think is that great. Mm -hmm. I think the short story is like is okay, but the movie is because of who they got as the actors, like Morgan Freeman and what's his name. Like it's incredible. Um, I can't think of his name. It's one of the bulls.
1: It's
0: one of the bills, isn't it? Bill Pullman or Bill Paxton.
1: No. It's not Paxton. T- fuck, it's Timothy something. Fuck. It's not Timothy McVeigh. Oh, uh, fuck you.
3: No,
2: it's not. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's got to be the best. I mean, like, Dreamcatcher was cool, but it seemed really
1: B-movie. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Tim Tim Robbins, not Timothy. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. yeah. And Morgan Freeman.
2: I feel like there's a lot of okay... Stephen King movies, like just mm-hmm. a little bit low budget.
1: Like, you know, we, actually, we are- actually touched on one in the, in the beginning too, because he would give it maximum overdrive, I believe.
5: If I don't, if I recall,
1: he wrote,
2: um, or I the, think running, it was a the running man. That's a good one. Ooh, that, yeah. that, that one, the book and the movie have nothing to do with each other. Like they're hardly
0: <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Actually that's one of the few that I've read and seen. Yeah, uh, The Langoliers, I think, is another movie I watched of his. I like that one. It was a silly eating meatballs or fur balls or whatever. Running Man is definitely a very good example of... Artney tends to do that a lot, right? Arnold did... Um, uh, what was that short story? Total Recall.
5: Oh,
4: yeah.
0: Where, where like Total Recall was like 30 pages long. And then they were like, no, that's a whole movie. And then they're not the same <laughs> thing at all. They're not even similar at all
2: that's like uh world war z you know and yeah. brad pitt that's a weird book yeah. it's, just, book like a, it's still, just like a like, chronological
1: thing it's just like telling like events i don't know
2: yeah besides that it's about zombies and it's called world war z yeah.
0: there's different similarities
2: they have nothing to do yeah, No. Nah, like there's that no was, the same characters it's not about the same thing at all like yeah
0: it was the, very disappointing that guy wrote um the zombie the, uh, survival guide or something, the survival right.
1: guide. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I think I listened to that
0: too. Well, I, I read it actually. And you know, fun story. You can all learn about me. I was one of the, I was think I was the second in Canada, the first in Ontario member of the zombie research society. I started my own chapter. We got people involved, um, but I couldn't get people to actually help me do any experiments. And uh yeah, that was
1: fun. But um, experiments on like each other like like can I kill you and see when you reanimate like that I wouldn't want to volunteer for that.
0: So one of the one of the ideas was like if you were part of the zombie research society, uh Chris, do you have any interest in zombie stuff at all?
2: I love zombies. I <laughs>
0: good let's <we're>,
2: go. <laughs> we gotta get prepared.
0: <laughs> yeah. We need to be ready. Um is that when you were part of the zombie research society, you founded your chapter, gather your members, but you had a year to contribute a research paper. And at the time I was in school doing cultural studies. So I was all about like, why do we care about zombies? Like, why does anybody care? But what I wanted to do was experiment with different weapons. I have a friend who's a butcher. How much would it cost to get three pig heads (laughs) so that we could test weapons that your average human could use? Which one would work? But it was just one of those things where like nobody would like agree to help me financially contribute. Nobody would show up in time to do it. And we just ended up closing the chapter. I finally emailed them and was like, no, we have to close the chapter. Um, but now I have a question. You love zombies. Okay. You've read the yes. zombie survival guide. Yes. Okay. Number one weapon. What is your number one weapon slash tool? When, th- when shit goes sideways, that's eventually going to happen one of two things are going to happen. We're all going to burn to death because the sun's going to come after us or zombies. Like there's no inevitable like second, third term. Number one weapon. Or tool. Because remember, it could be both. I know what mine is.
2: Oh, I feel like you don't want, so- you think you want something heavy. You think you would, but then you're going to get tired. You think you want to give you, could, if you could get like a samurai sword, like just, for, I know that to like, Harp on Walking Dead, but like that was an efficient killing weapon. And even though like she's like a badass, the way she, Michonne, it, yeah, yeah, you don't have to be like if you can swing a baseball bat, you can do that.
1: Lucille, yeah, <laughs> that's a good question, man. That's got me stumped because like there's been so many bad ones. Like I watch a, I consume pretty much everything that's like B or A or movie zombie related. I think the funniest one I saw was. Like I think it was Tyrese and Walking Dead had like a big like framing construction hammer, and I'm like, that just doesn't seem like you're you're gonna get that stuck just because like yes. the ergonomics of it, and then you're like you're where when you finish driving it through, your fucking hand is right by their fucking mouth, just the way a hammer works, unless you're like standing above them, like as you drive it in, it, you're gonna be so close to like the impact zone of the teeth, like so I don't know, you'd want something like. Long and skin like almost like a like a two foot piece of rebar where you can just like stand and jab them. But then that's also like how much force? <laughs> like Joy was saying, like how much force do you need to apply to pierce the skeleton to breach the brain? Like I think a hell of a lot more than what they show on TV. Like I don't know how thick this human skull is, but some of the times they just like do the tiniest little jab.
0: Yeah, like it's a pen, and they've killed the zombie with. And um, I think that. <sighs> Being part of the zombie research society, there this is a thing I have thought about a lot. Um, I think if I had to point out a flaw in your logic, it's that you want to kill anything. And ultimately you don't. You want to fucking run. You want to run yeah. and be far away as fast as possible. Um if you're gonna use a baseball bat, you're gonna put a sock over it. Yeah. Because if that baseball bat catches on something, you simply pull sure. The sock comes off. Uh, my number one tool would be a crowbar with a handle on the side because it's heavy. It's sharp and you can get into places. You can break locks. You can open doors. You can climb walls. If you've got, if you've got that handle and you've got that hook, that can reach a higher wall and then you can pull yourself up if you're not weak. So that's, that's my tool. I, I do hate how much everybody focuses on guns because I think that's the stupidest thing you could use. Right. But again, that's the focus of they're zombies. I'm going to kill them. No, they're zombies. You run, you get as far away as possible.
2: <laughs> also, I think it's under, I mean, I talked to, we're not going to go poly- political about guns, but Please people, <laughs> people don't understand how difficult it is to shoot a gun, especially in distress. Like yeah. if your heart rates up and like, shooting a handgun is really hard actually like to hit a target. Like it's not the movies where like, Oh, they're 50 yards away and you bullseye. That's not what happens. Like you're (laughs) like, exactly. Some, Some listeners might be that person. I'm not that like, I'm an okay shot. Like, like if I, like I, about once a year, I'll go and shoot like blue rock, like, you know, clay pigeons. And I'm pretty good with a shotgun, but that's in a fun Friendly environment, like, yeah. you know, no one's shooting at me. No, there's no zombies. I'm not screaming and carrying a person, like carrying one of my kids with me,
0: and still somehow like headshotting three out of five of them.
2: Yeah, that's not and, gonna happen. And
0: also, that gunshot is alerting all the other zombies in earshot that yes. you're
4: there,
0: right? Like, that's what I say. It's the stupidest. You're right, like, from a uh, a tactical perspective, you're right, but also. Hey, everybody, I'm over here is exactly what that does. And the two biggest threats in the zombie apocalypse are zombies and people that want what you have. Yeah.
2: Right. That's what makes that's what makes like Walking Dead and End of the World. Uh, Like, that's what I like about like Stephen King. And like, like, I just read the dome and um, it's not about the end of the world. It's about how you handle like yeah. these horrible situations. And what would you do? That's what I love about
0: it. And that's why I've always loved zombie stuff is because it's sure it's apocalyptic. Sure. It's all of that, but it's also about like, how are you going to behave? How are you going to, who are you going to be when that shit comes up? And obviously in all zombie movies, there's a hero and there's the villain and there's all that stuff. But like, which one are you going to be? Right. That's what, um, I had one in my mind and I forgot about it. I want to say, the Last of Us,
3: yeah, great H- HBO. Sure. Well,
0: that 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 dude, that dude was neither.
1: He was either w- the hero
0: or the villain. Yeah, he you just, just
1: want to survive. Yeah. He, he just wanted. He just wanted his, his daughter and his girlfriend not to die, and he didn't have much luck with that. Yeah. 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 Not so good. big, Chris. Okay, so post-apocalyptic world. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no. This is this, just it's, found it's, something.
0: It's, I was like, wait a minute. I want to talk about this and hammer it home. <laughs> I was
1: in. So, same same world. So, post-apocalyptic, towards the beginning of the apocalypse here, and you stumble across a giant grocery store completely stocked, but you only have enough room in your backpack for three boxes of cereal. I hear you're oh. a big cereal guy. What three different cereals oh. are you putting in your post-apocalyptic, potentially last cereal you're ever going to eat before you die? Three bowls of cereal. This is hard. Just
0: three <laughs> you can shoot three boxes, and you can't you probably won't finish all of them. That's the hard part here
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, oh okay, uh, you're gonna think I'm crazy, and I'll explain why I'm picking this one
5: yeah drugs. crisp
2: crispex it is not checks, it is shaped like an octagon. Do I get to bring milk? That's also my question. well,
1: I mean yeah, it's per, i
2: got.
0: Yeah let's let's assume you can. You're let's going say to enjo- I have a cow. You're going to yeah, enjoy say- your three. Yeah, cuz the, the big
2: reason why I like this cereal, it's like a checks, but it's corn on one side and it is rice on the other in this oh, octagon. It. Yeah, it's this octagon shape and it's so it like it doesn't soak up the milk. It holds the milk inside. So like inside it's little like shape. Interesting. So when you bite on it It like kind of semi explodes like it's it's perfect. It doesn't get soggy real quick. Great cereal. I'm gonna go with, and I'm not like a big dessert cereal guy. I don't like uh, Count Chocula or those. Like I like if you're gonna eat cake, go eat some cake. Like or whatever (laughs) you're gonna
3: like.
2: I like this is a rare one, and I'm getting this because of nostalgia. O's. They look like. Oh, was- they, they look like Cheerios, but they have like a honey nut cluster inside of them. I remember I like-
0: them. Yep. Everything just came back to me. Yep. Those are
2: very good. Oh, third. God, this is terrible. This
1: would be bad.
5: <laughs>
2: because I'd grab a bunch of cereal. I do love cereal.
1: Like night cereal. I, that's We heard. That's why I, I tried to like pose it in a, in, in a funny kind of game way.
2: If you want to gain weight, like, like when I'm trying to gain weight, I, I do a night cereal. Like you just have a, before you go to bed, you have a, your bowl of night cereal. Um. Oh my God. This is mean. I'm going <laughs> to,
4: <laughs> I mean, I'm
2: just going to go with like the classic Midwest uh, honey bunches of oats with almonds. Those are good. I know they get soggy quick, but you just, you're going to eat them. You're gonna, get, you're gonna power through that bowl fast.
0: I'd love Fruit Loops. Like, am I the only person in the world where I'm just like, no, I just love a good bowl of Fruit Loops.
2: Yeah. I, those, I mean, they're all they're all
0: awesome. Like, you know,
2: all those cereals are great. Like, even just plain Cheerios. The multi-grain Cheerios, those are good. Like
0: my, I think when we uh first got together, my wife was shocked to find out that I like the big bricks of shredded wheat. Oh yeah. I just put brown sugar on them and some milk and I'm like, yeah, that's my favorite cereal. And she's like, really? Like, you're like a foodie. Like you're an extravagant person and you're drink, you're eating shredded wheat. <laughs> and oh. Yeah, I yeah, am. Yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> you reminded me,
2: uh, is it honey bunches of oats? Is that what,
1: or what's the the, the little mini shredded wheat ones? Like yeah. the, frost, the, the frosted mini,
2: frosted, mini, 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 no, mini, mini, mini frosted shredded wheats, right? They're they're not frosted, okay. but they they have a cinnamon version. Okay, and they have another version that I like better. I I can't remember what it. I think it's just brown sugar. I think it's just uh.
0: It's got to be mini wheats.
2: No, oh, I'm thinking of uh, Quaker. Oh, the oh. Quaker ones. Yes, yes. yes. The, what are those called? Oh. I
0: wish I could tell you, but mm-hmm. I can picture they're the box so right now.
2: I would grab that's that would be my that might be my first pick. Yeah, those are really good. Those will keep you alive, like,
0: maybe. For a while. You can eat them dry like dog food or... Yeah. Dog food like Mauser.
1: <laughs> that was really fucking funny. I forgot because he like he telegraphed the story too. Because like you knew he was like, yeah, he forgot to buy the dog, or he forgot to buy the cereal. He, he sure enough did. It was like, ah, oh, I think I would have just dropped the bit for that night because like the twenty people there probably didn't care. No, doing dog food. you commit
0: just, to <laughs> the bit, Keith. <laughs> yeah,
2: he's a wild man. That was some and dog foods. I Disgusting. think well, it tastes bad, but I think it's actually full of a lot of bacteria that like dogs can handle. Cause it's just yeah. food sitting out, so you can get. It's not good for you. It's kind of like eating, like eggs raw. Like it's kind of okay until it's not okay. <laughs> so yeah, a bad one, and then you're really sick.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, he's sure. funny. He did follow me on Instagram too, and I messaged him after the podcast. I was like, this is sure. great stuff, man. Yeah, great stuff.
1: Yeah, you, you 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 threw me there with picking all like the non-dessert cereals. Like I, I, that's like I mean, I like cereal was like the staple in my life growing up, but I never necessarily consumed cereal to be like, oh, how can I make this kind of healthy? Cereal was always like a treat. It was always dessert, basically. So I, I, I,
0: I'm I think I'm with Chris on this one. Like I, I love so fruit Loops are like my favorite, but it's just because they smell good and it's nostalgic. But if I'm like. No, I have to get ready for my day like a 38-year-old man. Then I'm going I have this high protein one right now that I paid way too much money for and it kind of tastes like rocks. There's like weird rocks in them, whatever that is. I'll never buy that one again. But like I buy like vector. I buy the vector maple flavored bricks because they're high in protein, they're high in fiber, because like I'm an old man and I just need to like make sure my day goes well. I want the Fruit Loops. I want the Reese's peanut butter puffs. I want the desserts, but like also, I need to like look at how am I going to feel at noon if that's what I eat this morning.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I definitely start my pretty much at least five days of the week with with a cup of cereal, uh, like a protein cereal. Um, But if I, I'm just gonna abbreviate. give you an abbreviated answer cuz i'll just pick my favorite fruity or uh desserty cereal. It's not a super common one cuz i think it was discontinued for several years. I don't know where it stands now but uh French Toast Crunch. Not not oh, Cinnamon yeah. Toast Crunch. Cuz Cinnamon French Toast crunch, crunch is okay. Everywhere up here French toast, toast toast is fuck. It like yeah. it, it went away from the states for like like a decade i feel. Like and it was little brown.
0: toast shapes like how the
2: oh, yeah. That was so crazy.
1: that was probably was so uh... my favorite dessert cereal ever.
2: Yeah. So many of those cereals would hurt your mouth. Like everyone talks like, about yeah. Captain Crunch is like dangerous, but there were a lot of dangerous cereals. Like that would hurt your mouth as a
0: kid. Like, why did they give you that? <laughs> oh, this, this one, I was talking about this protein cereal. I, I not kidding. I legitimately have been picking what feels like rocks out of my mouth in the middle of chewing through this. Cause there's, they're just like this independent Canadian company that are like, we're going to make like a lifter friendly cereal. I was like, yeah, I'll try anything once. Right. Like, yeah. And yeah, full on, just like, what is this? And like, I would drop it back in the bowl and it would go ting.
4: And I'm like, <laughs>
0: what is this in my food? It feels like pebbles.
1: It's, it's definitely frustrating. There's not better high protein options for like uh, quick and easy high protein options. Just uh, um, Take a
0: look at the vector maple. So the vector has the regular vector, but it hurts my teeth. Uh, because it's just very hard uh, encapsulated flakes but then they made this maple that is puffed maple kind of like captain crunch but it's high in protein it's a little less protein than the regular but it doesn't hurt my old man teeth so yeah take a look at that one if you want to see it's not cheap like i'm not going to pretend you're not going to spend money on this but that's the one i mostly keep in the house
1: my my daily breakfast for probably like three or four years, at like my peak healthiest when I was like you know tracking macros daily. Like the product doesn't exist anymore. And it's pretty devastating, but it was a uh, it was called P twenty eight bagels. I was the, like the brand, the company was P twenty eight, but since went out of business because the guy literally put his his put his fucking wife in the, put his wife in his trunk and killed her. I believe and is in, currently in jail. And his company is just like in limbo; it doesn't exist anymore. But the bagels were like the best tasting high protein because it was it was it was actually p28 eight in like there was 28 grams there's 28 uh, grams of protein in like a toasted bagel so that's a lot of protein for a fucking bagel
2: so if the judge lifts like so if the judge lifts he's gonna get off like he's gonna his yeah, company no, I, has to I, exist. i'm pretty sure yeah, i'm
1: pretty, pretty sure it's over but like it's just weird that like no one's been able to unless he was lying about the macros like i've seen other protein bagels i bought protein bagels off amazon they just tasted like fucking cardboard where this actually tasted like a hearty like wheat bagel but it legitimately had 28 grams of protein in it which was like enough to start my day and like sounds like you should just eat a bunch of
0: chicken bakes why don't you have more chicken bakes in the house
1: Um, i i I was trying to i I was anticipating that video coming out today but i guess it's coming out tomorrow because usually i've been switching it up what days they release through youtube's because if it's on Thursday, we can watch it before the recording. But uh, it, I like last minute. I looked at it because I thought it was coming out at four o'clock today, and I was like, "Oh, it's coming out tomorrow." What the fuck? So then I had to delete it from the notes. But I have to have a gripe about. The, I, I, I hope they cover that the the frozen ones you buy in the store are completely different macros from the ones they claim the macros are at the food court because it's like a thirty, it's like a twenty or thirty gram difference in protein. Like the frozen ones oh only have like thirty, like thirty six grams of protein. So I don't understand how the ones they make in the store, which I would assume are the frozen ones, just fucking warmed up, have like 60 grams of protein or 45 grams of protein. It just doesn't, the math doesn't make sense. But then again, we're not.
0: I work at Costco. And I'll tell you something. Most of what they serve in the food court is just heated up versions. In Canada, at least. I can't, it's heated up versions of what they sell. Yeah. Which- except the pizzas.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Like the pizzas, they actually hand make which is insane because you sell frozen pizzas. Yeah. But when they changed like the recipe, it went from being this disgusting cardboard pizza to being like New York styled, like delicious cheese pizza. So I actually would say it's probably not, they're not just serving you the frozen ones. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's unlikely if, if that's that difference of a macro. However, I would also like to point out, I have not been able to at any point Google to confirm the macros. It has been different.
2: Can't we get someone at a lab or someone to figure this out? Like, this seems like a science project for a high school or something.
0: Yeah, like, we'll get Jake from State Farm on it or something. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody that knows how to... Him and Bryce can can get together.
1: It's got to be, like, 9 it's like, It's got like take like nine or ten ounces of chicken to equate to that much... Per- I mean, I guess they're counting, like, the cheese and shit, but, like... Cheese is just. It, it's just... Yeah, but, I mean, like, it's, it's cheese, Caesar dressing, and just bread and chicken. Like, there's no fucking... Protein and Caesar.
0: If there's Caesar dressing in there, then those calories are off too.
2: Yeah, the fat has to be way
0: higher. Because Caesar dressing is a nightmare. A nightmare of yeah, calories. So I don't
1: I honestly don't buy the fucking chicken bake macros. So that's why I was really an anxious for Tanner's video. So I guess tune in next week and we'll review Tanner's video on the chicken bake <laughs> and critique it if we didn't go into enough detail for our liking.
0: I'm sure I'll get around to watching that at some point. Is that coffee mm-hmm. in that mug there?
2: Water. I, I switch from coffee, then I just put water in it, so it's it's water. It's coffee. like hop. It's like hop water,
1: but coffee water. Water, <laughs> coffee a lot of, water. A lot of hop talk lately, and I still don't know what hops is. So one of these days I'll figure it
0: out. I'm gonna I'm gonna it's, mail you so many hops. <laughs> it's kind of like sweet Irish spring soap. <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah, um, I was mentioning bench earlier, and McKinnon. They both have hops fields on their farm but That's um, cool. bench specifically grows about three or four different kinds of hops. Um, but we haven't been back since we went walking through and then on the way out, my wife turns to me and goes, uh, you can't get in the car like that. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she goes, look at your pants. I was covered in spider mites. Oh, really? No, like, like from my ankles to my knees doused in spider mites because i guess they were just living in the hops field uh, at mckinnon they have goats and chickens that live in their hops field to avoid that from happening but at bench i guess they were just like bareback and they're just like well sure this is just deal with itself
1: bareback so, hardly newer yeah yeah
0: actually we haven't been back to bench we don't go in the fields anymore because of that because yeah that was i didn't even notice and she's like look at you you ever seen a spider, mite, Keith?
1: I don't. I'm just at Spider Godalt, and I was just kind of grossed out by that. Godalt, channel, so.
0: There's thousands of them on me. <laughs> they're little tiny guys about the size uh, of fleas, and they're just everywhere. Gross.
1: So big Chris, I got one more question I want to ask uh, before we, well, Joey could ask one more if he wants, but we do should probably move into our game here shortly. But I want to, I have one, one more I want to follow up with. Um, So I was perusing your Instagram and I can't tell if my phone color was off or not, but are you a fan of orange and do you actually have an, uh, do you have orange shoes, base and socks or was my eyes misleading me?
2: I am a fan of orange. Nice. I don't know why. I have like yeah, I was always known for an orange base. Um I bought the actually I bought this um stupid cheap like like really crappy orange base and I bought it solely for the the color and I put literally like $1200, like got a new neck, got a new tuners, got new pickups, like everything but the body was you know, replaced. It was it was kind of silly. I I probably would have better off just like building a base than doing what I did. But yeah, I'm a big orange fan. I have orange chucks and yeah, love the orange.
1: Perfect. That's what we like to hear.
0: Wow. Kindred spirits. Yeah. Um well like I don't I'm not quite ready to get into our game yet. So I I I noticed there's an extra Extremely high amount of bassists in the crew. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Sure. I think you're our fourth, if I'm being honest. And we're only at episode like 91. So who is your favorite bassist? I've asked everybody like some version of this. Um, I think the last person we had on, I we went off about um oh, what's his face? Um Robert Trujillo. Yeah. Cause he, he finger sweeps too, right? Like he, he's
2: incredible.
0: His chops he, are just unreal. He's crazy to watch. Um, Les Claypool has obviously come up a bunch of times. Peter Steele did not come up enough. I think from typo negative. So like, yeah, right?
2: negative is fun. He's super fun. What a performer. Like,
0: well, and everything he does. I remember watching somebody's like reaction video where they were like, are you listening to the discord in this song? And he had this weird harpsichord discord in the background and she's like, that is made to confuse you. And you're listening to this song and it's a metal song and you're fine, but like this discord. So like, who would be if you were like, if I could have 10 minutes of lessons from this bassist, who would that be?
2: I it's also probably because it's from my favorite band but Chris Wolfen uh, – I got to say it right. Uh, Chris Wolfen's home, I think, from Muse.
0: Uh, Muse? I think what's, like Muse, M-U-S-E? Yeah. That's an understanding answer. I, I was not expecting that at all.
2: Yeah, he's in – his chops are just – like, like there's players who play faster. But it's the same thing with, like, guitar players and drummers. Like, okay, you can play faster. But like his note selection, his tones, like he's he, like I was always like a big pedal guy, like had a few overdrives, had like some, you know, sub octave stuff. And that's where I picked up from him. And now there's like um, like Royal. That was before Royal Blood existed, like Royal Blood's freaking awesome. And but he was before that. And I mean, I know everyone talks about Tim Cummerford from Rage. He He's also like one of my heroes. But like mm-hmm. Chris pushed it forward. Like he his unique sounds like he was just unique, like such a, and he always played for the song. Like there's songs where he like, he's ripping it. And there's songs where like, he's just playing a part that fills, like it just fills the void that needs to be filled.
0: And that's what we want out of a rhythm section, right? Yeah. It's nice to have rhythm forward tool, primus, uh, like typo negative before their rhythm forward. Right. But yeah. And then you don't want somebody overpowering. So, I, I can appreciate that answer. I was not expecting that answer. That's, that's, uh, yeah. That's like, Les
2: Claypool. Cool. Claypool, I don't even consider him a bassist. He's more of like a drummer. Like, he's like, the way he plays is so different. Like, it's, it's yeah, he's, not...
0: he's bonky bonk, right? He's doing yeah. the <laughs> But then, like, he goes insane and he pulls out a cello. Yeah. He's like, Mr. Kringle. And you're like, what? But I think that my friend and I always joked that, like, Primus is what happens when art students make music. Yeah right? Like they're, 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 yeah. <laughs> drugs. I am th- no judgment here. Um, I no, but I like, yeah, but that's exactly what they are. Um, all right. Um, so I, of course I want to mention obsidian ammonia tonight. Um, you know, we do have our code going. It is code unpaid. It does give you 15% off. Um, I do want and encourage everybody to jump in on this big sale that they're got going. I think by the time you hear this, it's going to be gone. But the Pumpkin Spice Lobotomy is out. The Golden Ticket Awards are out. You can win up to, I think it was like $1,500 or something stupid like that in in Obsidian stuff. Um, Or if you just want to take a hit of that uh, Dim Mac Redux and tag me in a video, I'd love to see that. Because, man, I took a hit of that Fireball Whiskey one, which is also out again the other day and i think my eyeball shriveled into the back of my head (laughs) because i just got a little too close to the bottle it's good stuff it works use code unpaid
1: all right well big chris we have this game we like to play a little unpaid or underrated not the same as someone's game that's called overrated or underrated this is something we've completely come up with that's original so unpaid would be something you think is uh not not so good and underrated is uh you know pretty sweet so if you want we can go ahead and dive right in on that and uh i can kick it off for us let's go with punctuality what is your opinion unpaid or underrated on being punctual? oh so I, I hear you have a strong opinion on this and i want to hear all about it
2: i'm a math guy like i believe in numbers and like i have a pretty nerdy job um like even though like it's awesome like i do a lot of marketing but i do a lot of like just number things so i see things from a numbers perspective and if i like i mostly hate when i'm late i hate it like i get sick to my stomach because i think well if i'm five minutes late and there's six people well that's not that's not five minutes it's 30 minutes well it's 35 minutes because i'm late plus these six people So I'm saying underrated, like if people are, I, I, like, I appreciate it. And if you're going to be late, act like you're late, like come in in a rush. Don't come in with a Frappuccino sauntering in and like disrupting or like, you know, whatever you're late for, like act like you're late.
0: That's funny. I, I, I know it's not my question to answer, but it's so funny to hear that because, um, I don't care. Um, I have an employee who's perpetually five to six minutes late every day. And I started giving him grief for it and it didn't change. And eventually I was like, you know what? You start at one Oh six. Like you just, you just start at one Oh six. That is your life from now on. Uh, and it's so funny that, but, but when I'm late, I'm sending texts, I'm calling, I'm apologizing. I'm just, I'll be there. There's traffic. I'm sorry. Like, but for him, I was just like, yeah, whatever. You're just late all the time.
2: That's like, that's exactly how I feel. Like I I work for a marketing agency and, um, think of 2023 Mad Men, um, essentially. And there are some creatives here and a lot of creatives aren't morning people. And like, there was a guy, like I told him, I was like, dude, don't be here at eight. Don't be here at nine. Cause you look like, that the first two hours of his day, he looks like he's going to die. Like he just looked <laughs> like he looks sick. Like he looked like, like this is a hard thing for him. I'm like, just be here when you get here and just stay later. And you're like, guess what? His work was better. Like his life was better. He was happier. I'm like, yeah, yeah don't just get your shit done. I don't care.
0: <laughs> and that's, it's, it's such a weird thing that I think it goes back to, you know, the, the people that started the companies before us. It's like, uh sorry I know that like you you sold more than anybody else last month and I know that like your metrics are really good but you're 5 minutes late and that's going to be a problem. Like it absolutely is not a problem you're when you get here you're productive you put in your time and you do the things I ask you to do. I am not going to start adjusting your schedule or your pay or anything like that over your 5 minutes. Right, because when you get here, you show up and you're good, right? But meanwhile, if I ask you to be 15 minutes early, you show up and you're miserable. You know, you're grumpy. You haven't had your coffee, all that shit. Like, then you're useless to me. I'd rather not even have you here. So that's that. I'm glad we're on the same the same uh, stream on that one.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm on the opposite end of that because, like, in my position, like we all we all show up to the warehouse. We get our shit for the day and we all get in one or two trucks and we all leave together. So if someone's five minutes late, that means we're getting to the job side, five minutes late. That means we're, we're for to get gas. We're going to be late to the job or we have to speed to get there. So that person selfishly being five minutes, late fucks everyone else's day up and puts us getting home later every day. And, so. and
0: I can see that. Like if he's, if you know, this me or this other person are the next step of coverage, for somebody that's been working alone for an hour or two and they might need to use the bathroom being late might matter. And that's a different conversation.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. But if you being here doesn't affect the rest of us, as long as your work gets done, that's a different. conversation. Yeah, I get I see that. It. It's like see a little it.
1: more flexible area, but I just, I don't have that kind of setup. Um, let's see. Number two of unpaid. Did you, you actually, you did. Do you actually give us an unpaid underrated rating? Okay. I'm
2: trying to I get made. my druthers first. To the best of my ability. Jethers it out.
1: So un unpaid or underrated.
3: Oh, I did say underrated.
1: Okay, my bad. Okay, so we're good. We can move on then. Um number two, unpaid or underrated, licorice of any flavor.
2: Like it doesn't matter if it's a Twizzler, like the red vines, black, um, unpaid. It's, it's rubber. It's sweet rubber. You're eating, you're eating good years.
1: Now, was that just an opinion you've always had, or did you have like, did you like choke on licorice as a child and (laughs) just like instilled in you to like, Did licorice
0: attack your parents?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I like, it was a commercial or yeah. Did something happen? No. Like, it's not like, you know, where you get sick on Chinese food and you can't eat it for a long time. Like, no, I just, So it's not the flavor.
0: It's the consistency for you.
2: Yeah, because I'll put, like I'll start to eat it, and I'm like, oh, I like this, and then I'm like, then like three seconds go by, and I'm like, I have to spit this out. Like this is,
0: I I recently bought an entire bag of uh, black licorice cigars. I don't know if you've ever seen those, but they're a soft licorice with the little like red things on the bottom. My kids hate them. Yeah. Kids yeah. hate them. But if I buy the 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 little, they're called um, licorice buddies, and they're just like babies that it tastes like black licorice, they love those. So the flavor, they're all about, but that consistency of that soft licorice flavor. Now, controversial opinion, Discord's going to come after me for this one. If it's not black licorice, it's not licorice.
5: Mm.
0: So the flavor of black licorice comes from a plant that's called licorice. Red licorice is artificially flavored wax.
2: It's kind of like maple syrup. Yeah. Like, like a lot of kids, like I like real make, we have real maple syrup in our house. We're sticklers on it. Like you, my look, wife what's is the,
0: too.
2: What's the ingredient? Maple syrup. Yep. A lot of kids like the fake stuff you get at McDonald's. Cause it's, it's sweeter. It's and it's a different type of
0: sweet. Well, Aunt Jemima is maple syrup, but like, it isn't. It's trash. Right? Like
5: it's, it's yeah
3: it's from
0: concentrate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not good. I actually don't think that licorice opinion will be that controversial, but red licorice is flavored wax. It's trash. Black licorice is the only real licorice, and people that don't like it are wrong. I don't
1: think I've ever had black licorice. I think I've only ever had like Twizzlers and like Twizzler adjacent, like knockoff brand stuff. I don't know that I've ever.
0: Yeah, but even Twizzlers' black licorice is still black licorice flavored wax, (laughs) right? But it's still. Like I am not saying the word again. I'm gonna run that word into the ground and I'm gonna end up getting called out for saying it so many times. It's,
1: it's almost a vulgar <laughs> word, either. like it could be it's so like like yeah liquor you know. just All drink right. more
0: Make, Jaeger. More Jaeger as you Jaeger?
1: It. Jaeger. Yeah, I don't like Murder, that. Murdering some Jager and then liquor um, Jaeger is also like
2: like being in a band, like there was a good 10 year period where everyone like, oh, what are you gonna get the band for shots? Jaeger. It was before Fireball came out.
5: They get Mm. the band
2: Jaeger and you're like, Well, I hate licorice, but I'm not (laughs) like you know, if someone buys you, you take a shot and you're like like, God dang it. Like if I do a shot, it's usually just a shot of whiskey because I know what I'm getting into. Like you like you do a shot of crown, like you know the trouble you're
0: getting into. No, I'll drink I'll drink Jaeger all day. Like all day, every day. No. It is the greatest flavor. I uh I have been on pressure. I've been pressuring the social media team at Jaeger Canada and essentially told them, I'm going to make my own Jaeger lifting shirt. And uh, they didn't argue. So look out on my social media soon for a Jaeger lifting team.
1: Nice. All right, big Chris, my last one here, I'm going to wrap Oh, we're still doing my- this. Yeah. yeah. Like we're, 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 the, we're the worst. At like. Not- <laughs> it's so much fun though. Like, like, cause T- a T- lot Jan. of these, a lot of these could have been good questions that we could have had a lot of banter with. So we kind of like, you know, we got to pull those threads when they're there. So my last one for a little unpaid or underrated, you know, the game that we created all by ourselves is bumper stickers. What is your opinion on bumper stickers, unpaid or underrated? Um, I mean, you could use them, not just for your car. So
2: <laughs> like your kayak, like we have kayaks, you know, you can use them on anything like they're, has got a bumper. Yeah. Like, I've got a, oh, I don't have my emotional support water bottle, but, um, like you can cover, you know, things with bumper stickers. So underrated, like they're, they're good for everything.
0: So, so what is the threshold of bumper stickers until you look like an insane person?
2: Oh, there's, oh, (laughs) I know. Is there a number? I love the idea of like an, or is it a
0: coverage? Like is it like a like like oh, five I have a bigger? A big, yeah, yeah, it's like a,
2: is it is it squ- is it a ratio of square footage to vehicle or is it as soon as you like f- is like ten too many? Because uh, if you have a big vehicle, you could have a lot of bumper stickers. Yeah, if it was like a van, I mean, once you reach like I don't know, yeah, once you reach a dozen, you look kind of crazy, and uh, the point play- <laughs> But really, if you had two on your windshield, you're insane. Like the placement matters. Like if you had two on your windshield, you're, you're okay. like on your back windshield. No, I'm talking, if you put two on your front windshield, you're nuts. Like that's gotta be
0: against the law. That has to be against. The I law. know.
2: I know. But people do crazy stuff. Like, like uh, this is just me complaining about like, I love South Dakota, but like there people park on the wrong side of the road here all the time. Like they park against traffic. You see it all the time. And I'm like, like in a residential area and it dries like it's it's these are uptown <laughs> problems, but like like what's wrong with you? Like you can't do that.
0: I have um so on I, I don't have any bumper stickers because my wife is adamantly against them. But I have three stickers and they're all vinyl window stickers. So I have three on my window. So I guess I count as insane. Um one is Black Label Society, the other one is McKinnon Brewery, and the other one is Lift Evil. SMDFDB, which, if you guys know Frank, suck means my dick, mother... suck my dick from the back.
4: <laughs>
0: so, up here in Canada, there's a big political movement where everybody's putting their political opinions all over their cars and they're running around honking and screaming and all that. And then I was like, well, I want everybody to know how I feel about it. So, I put the SMDFDB up there because, just like, just, I'm nice. politically neutral on that one. Um, I have had people full on pull over, roll down their window and go, does that mean what I think it means? <laughs> and I had some lady the other day dying laughing at me. Awesome. So she must have Googled it. Like she was, <laughs> she was in the passenger seat. She was dying as she drove by. She must have Googled it. Um, yeah. But, you know.
2: but you made someone's day. Like they could be entertaining. Like when you see someone with like, I don't know. Like there's a like in the office I work at, there's a lawyer and I found out she has all of these like Bigfoot stickers. That's like they just, yeah. It's like, Oh, like she's weird. That's cool. <laughs> like, being weird is cool.
0: Yeah. And I, the guy who was in the middle of the, the city too, I, we, he pulled over who I said, roll down your window. And I rolled down my window. He says, does that mean suck my dick fucking douchebag?
4: <laughs> and I was like,
0: yeah, kinda. And then he goes, I told him what it really means. And he goes, that's great. I told my <laughs> wife about this.
5: <laughs> nice. So Love
0: it. I don't know. Bumper stickers are kind of assigned. Like, and when you see somebody and they got like 30 of them, right? And it's like, what did you take? Like pick something, pick just one thing that you feel that strongly about. But when they have got 30 of them, whether I align with you or not, you look crazy. You look, yeah, like there's a ratio where like if you've got a hatchback and you've got enough bumper stickers that some of them are peeling off and fading maybe calm down a bit
2: yeah i only have a few on my car but i have them like elsewhere like on every book like every like
0: yeah things like that everything's a bumper if you're not a coward
4: yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i think i have uh four on my car i don't have any on my Bumper per se, but I uh, got the got a lift decal on like a side, a, a rear side uh, window. I have a, a like a, a West Virginia emblem on the other side window, and then I think a garage of experiment, and then uh, no wine cellar. Uh, so yeah, I think those are the four I have on my car. But I don't even no wine cellar. Never heard of it. That might name my gym that. <laughs> Somebody went. <wanted, laughs> some some <laughs> asshole was like, "Yeah, I think I, I can't remember talking about that on, not last time."
0: It was Aaron. He was
1: he was like, uh, oh, I, I'm gonna name my gym that or something.
0: That's and really funny. I was like, no,
1: no, you won't, but you can buy a shirt if you want. Every, Chris, you do know.
0: you have a home gym or are you a commercial gym?
2: I so I mix, I do two days at home and then two days at the gym. Mm-hmm. Uh I like the mix. And right now I'm I'm getting ready for my first ever strongman. I've never oh, I'm cool. just doing it for fun. Hell yeah. So one day I go to a like I my work has a uh, membership to like a, you know, commercial gym or like, you know, commercial gym. But then I go to like one that has strongman stuff. So I'm like, you know, figuring actually the best part about the crew is everyone's been like messaging me, giving me tips like, Oh, do a keg press like this. Like, cause I have no idea what I'm doing. Like you're just watching YouTube videos and trying to figure it out.
0: Yeah. I talked to Scott Dodds, talk to Dodzilla. You ever seen Stant- his,
2: ke- you ever seen yeah, his like-
0: kegs throwing stuff?
2: No, I don't think, or maybe I got a bunch of videos saved. I just like, I have a okay. playlist saved, yeah. like just saved. I'm like just watching people like, oh.
0: So most people would deadlift a keg, put it in their lap and then press it. And Dudzilla throws it up to his chest, catches it and then presses it. I, I talked about that last week. Yeah, that's the dude you want to talk to if I had to do that stuff. So do, what do you call your home gym? Is it a dungeon, a pit or what? I
2: I call it uh, the bar and it's because we have like a home bar Next, like in our basement too. So nice. it's the dream. bar
0: thats the dream. The bar. When, yep. When I officially do my basement, that's the dream. Put the bar next to the bar. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess it's my turn.
5: Yes, sir. How about it?
0: All right. Unpaid or underrated Sturgis Motorcycle Rally?
2: Ooh. So the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally happens. I've gone to every rally since 03. And it started out with uh it's in the Black Hills and started out with some bikers you know from World War two post World War two we were a little you know a little crazy and they started just meeting up once a year and now it's officially ten days a year. it's the first full week of August every year and our state's population doubles in that time period the entire state's population doubles and it's insane how many people are there and there's a lot of good like there's a lot of free and like or affordable live music um um so absolutely underrated like it's great people watching it's actually in this day and age really safe like people worry like oh there's hell's angels there i'm like yeah like yeah there's sons of silence and stuff like that but like if you're on like the main streets if you're not going down like some weird campground with like some stranger and that could be anywhere. Like, yeah, you'd be in, you could be in danger, but like, this, like, we saw Limp Biscuit this year. That was, I, it free, I like, I'm a Fred Durst. I was a Fred Durst hater and Limp Biscuit fan. Like, I loved their sound, like those heavy guitars and like cool rhythm section, but didn't, I really didn't like Limp, you know, Fred Durst. Um, but we saw them at the Buffalo Chip and they, uh, that that's like one of my top five best concerts I've ever been to. Like he wow. just fronted the band well. He actually like did his white boy rap and singing really well. Like he front like it was a great show. But like there's, it's kind of like the way Nashville is where there's every bar is, has a band all night. You know, all, like starting at <laughs> noon till two in the morning. Like it's 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 a good time.
1: Did Limp Bizkit basically play like their greatest hits from like the late '90s, early 2000s, or were they just trying to pump out some new shit? It was all it was all the stuff I knew. Like it was all nice. I
2: mean, I knew every single, that was also probably part of it. Like the nostalgia. (laughs) I was like,
0: I'm in high school.
1: Yeah. That would be a cool concert.
0: Yeah. I hate Limp Bizkit, but you know, every word,
1: but I recognize like 11 of these songs. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I knew every (laughs) single word. Like, you're just like, Oh my God. Like this is incredible. Yeah. Uh, For the
0: record, their new album's pretty good.
2: I haven't heard it yet. I didn't, they didn't even, they weren't even selling merch. Like they must've just flown in. That's hilarious.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's called them biscuits still sucks. It's actually a great album.
2: It yeah, has really, the tops and downs. Yep. And and they're all original members. Like they're yep. all like when they performed, like I was like, Oh, there's Wes Borland. Like he was, well, he left for
0: a while. Right.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah that was um, kind of a big thing.
0: There was two albums he wasn't on. And one of them had that song eat you alive and "Eat you alive was a pretty decent song, but only from like a metal perspective, Um, but yeah, he, he came back for this album at least. Yeah. They were awesome. All right. Unpaid or underrated Krav
3: Maga. Um,
0: you're talking
2: the martial arts.
0: Uh, yeah. When you talked about what is essentially modern day MMA earlier, I was like, well, now I want to hear what he thinks about Krav Maga because, um, Krav Maga is well it, it is it's dirty it's fighting It it is modern day mma so i just wonder if you had an opinion on it
2: i i have only a mild opinion on it um but it's kind of how i feel about rest like if you go into a bar and you see someone have cauliflower ear you go don't fight that guy or if they have like they obviously <laughs> broke their nose a few times don't fight that guy if i find out someone's you know, in the Krav Maga, I'm not going to like, we're not going to roll. I'm, I'm going to get my ass beat. Like, cause they, they're going to do stuff. It's like, what I was talking about our, our lead singer. Like you're going to do stuff. So you don't, it's not so you win It's So you will not lose. Like they're going to yeah. punch you in the throat or something. Like you're going to, it's not going to be like a, a roadhouse fight where you both punch each other. You shake hands and go home like cowboys. Like, no, this isn't going to be fun.
0: Uh, so was that unpaid or underrated?
2: I think it's underrated because it's terrifying.
0: It's terrifying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I once read a book called how to be Batman and it was written by a martial artist and kinesiologist from here in Hamilton, Ontario. And he said, if you were going to be Batman first, you're not going to be muscular. You're not going to be fast enough or strong enough. If you look like that. And he says, second of all, you're going to take Krav Maga. That's going to be the fighting style that Batman has always and will always use. And I thought I'd throw that in there when you mentioned earlier modern day MMA, because I've seen Krav Maga. I've been thinking of taking it, um, but it's, it's dangerous shit. Like that's like
2: jujitsu on steroids is what it reminds me. It's like, like, except I'm not
0: using your arm to flip you. I'm using your penis.
2: Like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like everything's made to like harm you. Like it's not disable. It is not,
0: it is not a fight. It is. You're going to disable your opponent. Yeah, like it's like war. It's like war fighting.
2: It's not, it's <laughs> yep. not police fighting. It's war fighting.
0: Yeah. Yep.
2: Oh, yeah. Terrible.
0: <laughs> right. I think this is going to be the last one. Uh, unpaid or underrated. And this has come up before Kylo Ren.
2: Kylo Ren. Ooh. So I'm a Star Wars fan. I heard. We heard. But. I'm not hard. I don't feel like I'm hardcore. I'm just into the movies. Like I don't read it. Um like I love the original three. And honestly, only a select few of the new stuff I've loved. Like Rogue One, I liked a lot. Actually, the first new one. I think uh, God, this is a hard one. <laughs> yes. Cause I because I actually <laughs> I, I like him. Me I too. like him and I like his character.
0: I've a said lot. before that he's probably one of the most powerful Jedi's we've ever seen in a movie.
2: I I agree. Like he's yeah one of the most powerful. But then and he's I such
0: actually, a whiny bitch.
2: Like my my issue is like <laughs> it, my issue with him is probably based around the movies he came about. Like even like if you said like the first three movies, Luke loved him, and I'm talking four, five, six. We're gonna get nerdy. Um, yeah, like loved Let's him. Do
4: it. All the way out. Yeah,
2: loved him. But then in the later movies, he's acting like, like you said, a bitch. Like he's acting in a way that Luke would not act. Luke was brave. Luke was like, I didn't like the way he was written. Like he force projects himself and that's how he ends up dying. Like that was a lame way to die. Like, <laughs> like that, that, that is a shitty way to die. It's like your, your ghost goes out and kills you. Like, why can't you just do it yourself? I, I'm gonna say unpaid. Just I don't I, I and I really like him and I think he's a great character. I just I felt like like actually I would have liked it if he would have uh like in the, the ending movies, um I think they just could have written him better. I just think like like and it's not even his his character, it's the scenes he's in and the way he's um used. He should have been like more, even more menacing. If he was even more the way he really was like at the beginning and like even less conflict. Like, like what was the first one? The, the first new one, um, number six, no, four, five, six, seven. What was that one called? Uh, uh,
0: Um,
2: when he kills, when he kills, uh, or no, was it seven or eight? When he kills Han, it's
0: the second movie he's in, or it's the end of the first when he kills Han,
2: when he kills Han
0: or hold on, that was awesome, though. That was like, or Han kill, or does Han kill himself?
2: Oh, that's because he knew it was what he was going into. He definitely put himself into danger.
0: Did he? <laughs> did he activate the lightsaber because he knew it would save his son? Hmm. I've not heard this. Uh huh. Because they don't show it. Yeah, you just see the lightsaber go through Han Solo. And the theory is that he knew that by sacrificing himself, he would save Kylo Ren or he would save his son because his son says, I don't know if I can do what I have to do. And Han says, then don't and pulls the trigger because that would bring him back to the light side because there's only three Jedis on the planet that have ever gone dark to light. I like it. Anakin, Luke and Kylo. So that is the theory there. Obviously there's no way to prove it and nobody's ever going to prove it, but there is that theory that Han sacrifices himself to save his son.
2: I I like the fan theories. Like I like how you can get weird. Like you can get deep and. But isn't that
0: weird? Watch the movie again.
2: No, I I will.
0: (laughs) That is, (laughs) I gotta show,
2: I gotta show my kids it for the first time. Like we went through all the movies and that was cool. That was fun.
0: I, 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 I just always hearken back to one hand holding the laser, the other hand choking a person. And he slowed everything down around him. And nobody had ever done anything that force intensive in any movie. And you're watching it just like, yeah, that's really cool. But when you think back on it, you're just like, what? (laughs) Like, Like Yoda lifted a plane great, but
3: he did all of that. Yeah, just badass.
0: He was a fucking badass, but then he turned into a bit of a bitch.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I didn't like his character development. That might be like what it
0: turned yeah. out to be. Yeah,
3: I agree.
1: So as a as a big Rogue One fan, I'm assuming you watched all the Disney spinoffs or like the new Disney Star Wars stuff because there's the one no, that like takes, there's the prequel to Rogue One that I think and again, I
0: haven't watched Ashoka yet. I have not watched no, song. I'm, I haven't
1: either. I'm like two episodes. i have watched like the first three or four. I don't have any familiarity with her character whatsoever. So it's like it's it's borderline useless to me.
0: I will financially and audibly support Rosario Dawson until the day I die. <laughs> <laughs> that is why I am watching Ahsoka. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: But if, if if Rogue One is your favorite, definitely, even if you have to get Disney for like a free trial or something, watch the one that was the prequel. I don't know why I can't think of the damn name of it, but it was like, it was my favorite one out of all the... That
0: wasn't like, Solo, was it?
1: No. No, this was like a, so it was like a, like a mini series on, you know, Disney+. I know that, Plus. Actually,
0: I haven't even watched that one. I can't think of the
1: damn name of it, though. I, I haven't
0: like, even watched that.
1: So like the main male character from Rogue One. It was like he was the oh, main character yeah, yeah, yeah. in the show. What the fuck is the name of it? That would be cool. I, but it's a really... I, I enjoyed that one the most, I think, out of all really? the Really? Because
0: that's the one everybody says is the worst.
1: I thought... Uh, I haven't I thought, watched I thought that. the Bounty Hunter was the worst one. And it was still okay.
0: You thought... Wit- I'm sorry. Fucking what?
1: <laughs> it was still good, but out of like rank... Actually, no. The-
0: Which one? Mandalorian or Boba Fett? Boba
1: Fett. Mandalorian, yeah. I liked. Boba Fett was okay um you,
0: you are making enemies right now my friend uh-huh.
1: <laughs> also, <laughs> <didn't, on takes. laughs> uh, i can't think of any of the, anyone's names but the, the more recent one what was, the, hmm, kenobi? It was like the yeah i didn't like kenobi so much either like that one was if you I, I don't know i've watched them all but
2: there's too much good tv like there's too much like you didn't like kenobi
1: Versus, I oh, why can't I think of the name that the Rogue One is called? You, oh, that's boring.
0: you, you, you didn't like Darth Vader I, being the most badass he's ever been.
1: I don't know. I don't. I guess I.
0: Oh, you're gonna yawn when you're
1: talking about
0: this, <laughs> dude. I'm
1: <so laughs> Like that tired. was the best
0: part of
2: Rogue One, like the ending. Like that was so. Like that's what we've always wanted.
1: I'll can I'll consume all the media.
0: Darth Vader at the end. At the end of Kenobi, pulling down a whole ass ship with his bare
1: hands—it was just weird seeing him actually get like his reins kind of released. So it was like we were seeing like the side of Darth Vader we knew we would—that he actually was. So it was—he
0: was always scary, a little bit because of his potential, and this showed you his hatred and his rage and his full like what he could do when he wanted to. And you're telling me I'm just that out of the, the casino other. one was better? <laughs> Chris, deal with my man. I can't. <laughs> I don't know.
2: It's You're allowed to have an opinion, but I don't know.
0: I know, sure. but we have to have like pretend really hard line stances on these things that don't matter.
1: Andor was the one that I...
0: Andor, yeah. Andor, that's it.
2: I think the movies I have like the, the the movies I have harder takes on. Like I have way harder opinions on like um like I I don't think Ray should have lived like at the end of the movies. That would have been a that would have been a great message. Like I think my my biggest issues with the movies are like they didn't like I it's like they didn't think about the way they were writing them and like what the message is. Like if she would have sacrificed herself like that would have been cool. Like if she would have like died to for something, but it's like, Oh, well it's now a Disney ending. The bad guy died. Mm,
0: The princess wins.
2: Yeah. The princess wins. It's like the new Disney ending. And it's like, well, you know, like, like my favorite endings are when the, the good guy loses, like Rocky won, he loses, but because he loses, like, even though he was in the fight that made him win, like, those are the type of stories I want to see. like, Make it hard and dramatic.
3: I agree, to an extent. I I
0: will never tell you that Andor was better than anything. Oh, Keith, I love you.
3: You haven't seen it yet. How can you have an opinion? Was that your
0: third? No, yeah, we're done. Unpaid and underrated. And you're <laughs> you're right. I haven't watched Andor yet because I couldn't. I I tried watching the first episode and it was so fucking boring. <laughs> I bailed. So, but that's again. I'm sure the discord will have a lot more issues with this than we do. Yeah, uh, But now it's time, I think for Chris to reverse this situation and big Chris, what do you got for us?
2: So we're talking about hot takes. I thought I would start with my biggest hot take of, of the show. I, I want you guys to say something. I'm going to try to get you. You each have to say this. So in Africa, there are buffaloes here in North Dakota and South Dakota in the Midwest. We have what? What's the animal?
3: Bison. Keith, mm. it's bison.
2: The, the bison. I like. I I die every time you say bison. It kills me. Bison. I had to get used to say it. I had to have like a reason. Bison. Like
3: bison.
5: <laughs>
2: bison. It's bison.
1: So it's 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 like a, like a hard Z, and I'm saying it with like an S, kind of. I
0: say with an S. Yeah, you're saying phonetically. I'm saying because it just it's just fucking how I read it. It's bison. Like
2: I hear, I, I they, that's like a northern thing. I think, like probably. A, I, I love it though. I was like, why has no one talked about that?
0: <laughs> uh, actually, so I have been called out for it in the in the Discord. It might have even been by you. If I I, I don't Discord remember or. who said it, I did not. But somebody did say I say it weird. But like it's a. I don't know. No, it's got the it, time to pronounce letters. It's
1: great. <laughs> you pronounce extra letters in your name with your Canadian alphabet.
3: No, I don't. We or put them say in. Say the. What do you mean? Well,
1: because you what was it you because you... Z is Z E D right Isn't that the whole thing? Z.
0: Yeah, we say Z. Yeah. So it's that still sounds, one like... syllable Z Z. That's like it's so not... much more work.
1: If you didn't if no, you it just
0: isn't your tongue just goes to the top of your mouth your and life. you say Z instead of Zed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like it There's like weeks of your life wasted <laughs> by weeks saying my life
0: by saying Zed?
1: <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't you like that time back?
0: <laughs> I'll quit smoking what, now and get it back. Yeah.
1: What else you got, Chris?
2: <laughs> All right. I I have another language one, but this is just from our from your past guess. I've heard because you get a lot of people from the Midwest, and i hear people say this all the time. Like I'm from, you know, I'm originally from Colorado, live in South Dakota. And I want you to tell me what each of these two things mean. Yeah. No, no. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So yeah, no is,
0: um, confrontational. Yeah. No is confrontational. Like if you're in line and somebody steps in front of you, you're going to go, yeah, no, that's not how we're doing this today, bud uh and no yeah is when you agree with somebody where somebody's like yo did you like did you watch this the other day oh no yeah yeah i watched that yeah
1: no yeah no yeah
0: i watched that yeah that's how i would see those
1: yeah i would agree with that yeah no
0: we're not doing that today yeah no we're not doing that today is probably like the first sentence in a canadian fight Yeah no we're not doing that today.
2: I, I hear it all the time. Like it it's so common. I agree with you though. I think that is correct. But sometimes it can be at the front of a sentence and sometimes I hear it on the back.
0: You like hear yeah I, no at the back or no yeah? I've at heard
2: I've heard yeah no at the back. Like or it'll be like almost but then they're usually picking up another sentence. It's, yeah, that's
0: so that wouldn't be confrontational if it's at the yeah. back of a because a yeah no is, yeah, a, no. is a you you um yeah like that's the equivalent of snapping in somebody's face and saying "Look at me." Ooh. So if you put it at the no. back of a sentence, I don't even know what that would be. I, or is that just you know
1: obnoxious?
0: Like would that just be you know?
4: Because
0: I do. You know is also like when you're explaining something, but you think the person doesn't care, so you add a you know at the end. Yeah. Yes. Right? Exactly. Right? Like, I'm doing it right now. Like, sometimes you talk about things that nobody gives a shit about, you know? You know?
3: <laughs> no, yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. Um, do That's you great. guys listen to the sister podcast while you train? If not, then what?
1: No, not a chance. No, I'm not Big Jin. Um, how
0: does how does Jin do that? I don't I don't, know. I don't listen to our podcast. I don't listen to that. I would probably train in complete silence and in the dark if my brain would let me. But Michael, I could do that what again. I'll do is put on Sirius XM. Right now, the big one is Rock Bar, which can be anything from heavy metal to country. And it's just
4: on in the fucking background.
0: Uh, because I don't want to laugh during a lift. Like,
2: even a slight snort is like unacceptable. Like yep. The snort laugh is unacceptable.
0: Yeah. Sorry, there's 300 pounds on my shoulders and Tommy just says something so fucking outlandish and I just snort laugh and now my entire squat session is ruined. Like I can't, I can't have that. Yeah. You know?
3: You
2: know um, yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> well, like in our band, we had a rule. You can't say funny shit if we're all moving something like we had to move something on like you can't you can't give it it's like a rule like
0: that was a rule you can't be funny stop being funny yeah like this, someone's going to get hurt uh a friend of mine actually um his brothers in a pretty big metal band and i i for some reason saw them on youtube the other day and i just it just reminded right now i just fucking died just listening to this guy so i messaged him and i was like you and your brother have the same sense of humor And I can't imagine doing that. Like just somebody that funny while you're trying to haul like amps or (laughs) like, uh,
3: I can imagine that.
2: All right. One more training question. Cause I, I like to know this about people training Uh,
0: sets and reps talk, Chris,
2: but it's also not, (laughs) how do you, how do you log your training? Like, what do you do? Like, how do you physically, Keep track of your,
1: like, is it a spreadsheet? Is it a... So I have worked with a coach and he assigns all my training through the True Coach app. So everything's in that. Uh, But the True Coach app kind of sucks as far as, like, being able to look at history. Like, if he names something literally like one letter different. Like if it's if something's plural or not plural, like you can't find it under like the search history. So I use that just to get my work out, but then I will nine times out of 10, I'll, i have a paper log that I'll still write shit down with. Cause I notice if I don't have that to like keep track of my sets and reps, like I'm just not as into it mentally sometimes. So I've got like six, seven years worth of like, you know, the same training log I bought off Amazon every, like basically every year. And I just keep, you know, starting a new one at the beginning of the calendar year. So, a little bit digital and a little bit paper.
0: Hmm. Oh, I just use juggernaut and I have zero attachment to nostalgia or what I've done in the past. And so I just, just use juggernaut. And when I stop using juggernaut, I'll keep using whatever I use after that. Um, but juggernaut, you can go and check out all your past stuff and you can create, uh, uh, workouts. You can create types of lifts Based on what they focus and it'll put them in if you need them to or want them to so yeah i'm just using juggernaut right now
1: with that said i do have a spreadsheet that i track all my rep prs so from single to like sets of 15 for like literally 30 different like lifts and every variation high bar low bar low, high duffalo low ssb close grip bench bench pause grip. you know literally like every variation of like the main three uh because to me, they're all different. Like, even if it's a 10-pound difference, it's still enough to – I basically, like, I get off on getting, like, five-pound, two-and-a-half-pound PRs, like, on, like, my set of seven. Like, if, you know, you're not always going to hit a PR in your single. So knowing that you hit a PR in your set of five for a paused bench, like, I just did that this week. I hit, like, 235 for a set of five balls. That was, like, five pounds more than i ever done for a set of five balls. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. You
2: have to, like, find reasons to celebrate anything in power. Absolutely. I feel like like the oldest yet. get. <laughs> like yeah like i I hit a triple on a deadlift, like you know today that was the best I've ever done. I'm like, oh, things are maybe going better, like you there know, you but go. it's it's um, also not a single, <laughs> like it's- yeah,
0: this week, I was just excited to squat, or actually last week, I was excited to squat without pain, and then this week, like I said, going into a deload I can't squat shit, the empty yeah. bar hurts, and but I mean it's just once you do, uh so I think I've said it before, I um. I have bruised my hip flexor. So where the joint and the flexor meet is mostly scar tissue right now. So everything I'm doing right now is just trying to make that hurt a little less. And yeah, so I was able to squat pretty decent weight four reps last week and I'm paying for it this week. Yeah. But, But juggernaut does not, does not give a shit. Jugger's not like, no, do six reps. And I'm like, no, like I can barely do three, but Juggernaut doesn't care. Juggernaut cares not.
2: Yeah. A year and a half ago, I had an appendectomy. I actually missed the last show of Judd Who's because I, it was, I actually went, uh, I w- I should have had the appendectomy on Christmas day. Like I I was my stomach was really bothering me. At first I thought I had like indigestion. And then that night, like, it was like, well, oh, it's on your. Whatever it is, your right side, I think, and had an appendectomy. You know, long story. And the next day, and when I first started training, I went to go pick up the bar, and I was like, "This is too heavy." And that was really depressed. Like, yeah, I get like, like recovery is hard. Like, it's depressing. You're like, I was doing, du- I was doing deadlifts with dumbbells with like, like yep. two ten. Like, this is depressing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I today I think I even Posted on Instagram, I went downstairs and I just got over a sinus infection. And then my kid waltzed in the room and was like, Guess what? I've got another one. Oh, great. And I'm not going to school this week. And so I went down and, like I said, it's a deload, but like, nope. Just when your breathing sounds like crumbling paper, it's probably not time to lift heavy. Probably not.
3: All right. Couple more, but keep going.
2: Uh, What is your favorite Tom Hanks movie? <laughs> <laughs> and why is it Forrest Gump?
0: Uh, mine <coughs> it would not doesn't have to be. Yeah, mine because, would not be Forrest Gump, but that would be a very, very close second. Um, oh man, Green Mile. I think I said like last time. Like you watch that and you don't cry, you're a liar. Like you're a you're a lying man. Uh, but. Polar Express is up there, man. Polar Express was a good one. And, and my kid liked it and my father-in-law loves it. And I'd put, it would be a hard fight between Forrest Gump, Green Mile and Polar Express. And then all of that goes out the window because he played Mr. Rogers. Oh, that was great. Yep. Cried like a baby. Not going to lie. That
2: that was a great movie.
0: I've said it before on this podcast, and I'll say it a million times again. Uh, Mr. Rogers is one of the few people that comes into our lives as humans, comes into the public sector, and is just the closest thing to what I would see as a saint. Um, just, Just perfect. And Tom Hanks did him justice in that movie, for sure. And the movie wasn't even about him. The movie was about the reporter interviewing him.
2: I know it was such a clever way,
0: which yeah. Mr. Rogers would do. Yep, I would not make a movie about myself. Let's make a movie about you talking to me.
1: I guess I'd probably, I think I might go Saving Private Ryan. Like that was, like, I'm, I was trying to like scour through like his like Tom Hanks top movies. There's so many good ones, but yeah, Saving Private Ryan it's hard to beat. And the Forrest, that- Gump's, Forrest Gump's up there too. Have you read Forrest Gump the book? One, 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 and two. or One or two. I have not. So they're the first one's like decent. It, it gets really weird. Like the like the feats that he did, and like the historical things that he intervened on. Like it's a lot different. I think it's. I can't remember if it's the second one. I think he, he like he went to outer space in one of them too, which was like even like <laughs> like, like jumped the shark even farther than what the movie did. But he was, like, that's a just Apollo ass. thirteen. Like yeah, that's yeah,
0: another no. Hank, thanks movie. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but we are all on board that Jenny, Jenny is yep. the greatest villain oh, she's, of she's the century.
2: Oh, oh, no, wait. We're going to talk. We're going to talk about this because okay. I almost asked you that question is who's the villain in Forrest Gump?
0: It's Jenna. For sure.
2: It's not. What? It's her dad. Oh, well, yeah. Her dad like abused her. Like, he literally
1: fucking like raped her as a child, I believe. So yeah, that's so, not going to set her okay. That good life. Hold on, no, that's or, a
0: liter- That's a literary tool called bridging. He is not the villain. He creates the villain.
2: Yeah. What about okay? Here's here's the person who I think is the real monster. There's a special needs man sitting on a bus next to you, and he says, "Those look like really nice shoes," and you respond with. My feet hurt. That lady's a monster. In <laughs> when she I, goes, my feet hurt. Like that's so rude. Like this guy is is obviously very rude.
0: special needs, and you just say my feet hurt. But Jenny, like, like leads him on for years. Uh, just completely ignores him. Only sleeps with him when it's convenient for herself. She's. I think she's
2: then uses him.
0: Yep, yeah, and then somehow just. Dies gives him AIDS and dies of AIDS. And like there's a strong argument she is a very good villain. But like in that weird way where you don't think she's a villain.
2: Not quite a Kylo Ren, but up there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Definitely
2: not a definitely
1: not a love story.
0: As much as they want they wanted us to think it is, but like the people that like read books.
1: As a ten year old, we might have all thought it was a love story when we watched it the first time, but then as like an adult going like she was pretty shitty of a human. Yeah, fuck her. Like, <laughs> like she would be like know. someone's like the worst female experience in like most adults' life if that was like if they had to compare like her to like whoever else they ended up with.
0: Fuck you, Jennifer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What else you got for us?
2: All right. One more question. So I don't have a podcast. You guys have a podcast. We all have a podcast. What's the best part about having this
3: podcast?
4: That's a good question
1: It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun, like it's so much fun like it it's equal work and fun, but the benefits I don't know just like knowing i, I really enjoy that the at least one of the hosts listens to it like every tuesday i't don't, I don't know how many episodes Tommy's consumed, but I know Tanner listens regularly, so like that's pretty cool to know that like we're in their heads um I don't know i just I enjoy. I don't know. It's just fun, like the recording aspect. Like this is fun. Like listening back is okay, but like the actual recording, like the this, the banter we get, and like we're gonna have two two and a half hours of talking to you. So when I see you next year, there's gonna be like I'm not gonna be like, wait, who is this guy again? Like I literally have two and a half hours of fucking talking to you face to face, and I have that with like 20 other people so far.
0: Uh, we're breaching on on
3: three.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm. I got. I got. I got to go to bed soon. <laughs> Oh, good
0: lord. Yeah, uh, I'll definitely throw something out there just just for this. And um, I, almost every Thursday, tell myself I'm not going to do this. I'm going to be upfront with everybody listening right now. Almost every Thursday, I tell myself I can't keep going. I'm so tired. I have so much shit to do. I have my work conference call in the morning, which if I'm, again, upfront and honest, ruins my day. I hate my work conference calls on Thursday mornings. But because I know I'm doing that in the morning, I know I'm free Thursday night. And today, and even today in particular, I was like, I'm so tired. I can't. But then I get on and I
3: remember that I love,
0: not like, not enjoy, love what we have done. We, Massonomics put together their brand. Masnomics put together their clothing. Masnomics put together their discord. And Keith and I went about and said, "We love everybody in this discord so much that we're going to make sure that everybody else loves them too. And we are going to interview them and we're going to have fun with them, and we're going to go be silly with them, and we're going to just record this silly little podcast and mirror what they did but we're going to do that with each other. And I'm regenerated. I'm refreshed. Every time I log in, tired, hungover, exhausted, whatever I am on that day, I log into this zoom call and go, oh, yeah, that's why. And it's because just like we found our people. We found specifically the three of us right now, could have completely different political, religious, ideologues, all of that different. And we said, all without saying it, and I'm going to be the first to say it, we're not talking about it, we're not bringing it up, we're not dealing with it. Right now, we are weightlifters who just want to make each other laugh. And that is what I love about having this podcast in particular. Is that that is what this is meant to accomplish, that is what this is meant to do. And when it stops doing it, I'll stop doing it. I don't care how tired I get every day. As long as it continues to do that, I will be here.
2: I feel like we're about to go into unpaid and overrated right now. Like play the
4: games.
2: <laughs> it's almost right. that.
0: I, I, it's, it's weird that you asked that question on this exact day. Because my wife even looked at me today and she's like, are you even having fun anymore? And I was like, I'll let you know at the end of this recording.
2: Yeah. Like that's, 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 of real, course like... I
0: am. Of course I am. I'm still having fun every time I log on, but also like, I'm so tired. I'm so tired all the time. <laughs> the kids are sick. I'm sick. I've been sick for weeks, but like, this is the reason we do it.
1: Are you sure you you didn't sleep with Jenny? Because you, you, you might, you think you have something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Jenny. The secret yeah. is
1: you're always tired. Yeah, yep, the secret tired. is I'm
0: always tired. Yeah, and no, I, I kid, a with... kid just woke up and is screaming in the background right now.
1: Yeah, I agree with everything Joey said. Um, and like, yeah, this is a lot of work, man. I, I I invest at least three hours a week building the show notes and talking to people and you know emailing because I. Cause I I couldn't just DM your brother and your fucking bandmate because they don't know how to use Instagram. So then I, had I know to, apparently like, not. Then I had I to a- the, then I had to copy and paste everything into email, and then it didn't work because it was all like I had to like go through and individually like type out the emails and shit. It was, I guess, just a lot of work, just getting back and forth to people. But like this, this two and a half three hours, and like it's just fun like the moment this is not fun or there's any political and religion talk, I've I resigned. So yeah, I, agree with everything. <laughs> I saw that
0: earlier today. I agree. And I, I, <laughs> I, I,
1: like, <laughs> no. I am very, I don't give a flying fuck about anyone's religious or you know, political opinions whatsoever. And like, I hope you don't mind either. So yeah,
0: no. this is not, this is not that's why not, we're here. That's not why we're here.
1: No. So why haven't you listened to every episode until you became a guest? Like, uh, no, that, I listen to every.
0: Up. I've
2: listened to every one of your episodes. Okay,
1: yeah. Okay, cool, cool. So the like,
2: massonomics. I think the the catalog. I, I mean, it's the catalog is it like it's so deep, like cool. yeah, I, I barely keep up with like the show as it is because, like, you know, I, I'll listen to it like my drive to work is only ten minutes, <laughs> so that's ten minutes of like you know, I, I wish I could lift like. I totally get it. I could not listen to the podcast and lift. Like I wish I could cannot like that. That's an impossibility. I can,
1: um, I, 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 I can cardio and podcast yeah. and book tape. Cause like that's, I can consume a shit ton of media on like my, my daily walks, but yeah, I, even warming up, I wouldn't, like, there's sometimes, like, if I'm in the middle of a podcast and, like, it's just my stretching or my, like, you know, my whatever, like, I'll listen to, like, five minutes of the podcast. But as soon as my hands touch a barbell or there's even any intent to touch a barbell, it's got to be fucking, like, blaring loud, like, metal music, so.
0: And, and, and just to, to wrap this up, because, honestly, we are getting into three hours right now.
1: Exponentially um,
0: longer. Than exponentially the last longer. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, I don't listen to the back. I don't
1: think we use that word right.
0: I don't listen to the back catalog, and it's not because I don't want to. It is a time crunch most of the time, but it's also just like do I want to listen to the Judd Hoos without Chris Hornick? Do I wanna to listen to Slipknot before Joey Jordison left? Like, do I like every band has its era? Well, I think Massonomics' era of episode I think two twenty-five and on is where I want to be. Yeah, And from what you guys have told me, it's probably great. And I'll probably learn more about the lore and all of that stuff. But I think I want to know them from then on. I want to know what they are now, which is the thing that attracted me to them. You just want
2: to like the things you like, not like figure out why it became the thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's okay. Well, I appreciate that. And those are really good questions for us. This- they like, were. Yeah, you-, you caught me on. You got me to go serious. You got me a little serious, mm-hmm. which is mm, sneaky, very sneaky.
1: <laughs> and I, I, and I do appreciate that. You said you've listened to all of our episodes. I feel like we've had some guests on that just kind of like had to like rush, listen to a couple of them towards the end. So like our goal was to get like, with all the scheduling I've done the last couple of months, my goal has been like, if you're at the list hard Lizzie, lift hard, lizzy lift hard, Easy classic, you like shoot to the top of the list. If you actively interact with us on discord or Instagram you're at the top of the list. Like if you never say anything on Instagram or discord and you weren't live hard, live busy classic, like you might not be on the podcast and you might not be, you know, it'll be a long time till like, I even know you'll, you'll be on the podcast someday. Yeah.
0: You'll probably be on, but I'm not, if you've. Yeah. I said earlier, I like when they get it.
1: Yeah. And if I pull you
0: in and you've never even listened to an episode of us, exactly going to be one of those hard massonomics people to get anything out of it's not going to be fun to listen to it's not going to be fun to watch it's not going to be fun to be on because we're going to have to like do the work for you whereas people like yourself chris and people like you know people we've had in the past that get it yeah they know why they're here
1: A, a, a slight workaround i've been doing on that recently is i'm trying to start scheduling two weeks out so like the person that's going to be the guest has 14 days to essentially like
4: l- <laughs> listen, listen to listen at least to a handful episode, of our episodes, yep. you know? Yep.
1: I think most part everyone's listened to, you know, some of us.
0: Well, I um, I did see your spreadsheet and I think you have some great people coming up, um but my, I think Big Matt coming on is is honestly the the thing I'm really looking forward to. Wait. Um I did see that on the spreadsheet and Big Matt like man like we're ready for you man. Just to, just don't stiff us again. Like next time I call you, <laughs> you better answer. Um I think I'm gonna wrap this up because we Let's are going down to three hours. Yeah. Oh, Nate's gonna kill us. Um, I'm Big Joey. Find me on Instagram, uh intern podcast.com. Uh guys, feel free to see us out on this one.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh big Keith, Keith to Get 73. Go follow my gym, the no wine cellar, my orange gym, that is. Uh, go follow our podcast. Uh I already closed my Google Sheets because I can't think of our website. What is it? It's unpaidintern.com, correct?
0: And I, and I already said it. That's my favorite.
1: Part. Oh, well, you said that you said our Instagram. <laughs> no, I said What's
0: unpaidinternpodcast.com.
1: dot Well, then go follow our Instagram too. <laughs> you so my wife's gonna kill me. It's fucking eleven thirty, man. I know that I've been keeping her up. So yeah, Chris, uh, where
0: can we find you, buddy?
1: At
2: Chris Hornick. Easy.
0: That's it. Just just Instagram. You're not anywhere else.
2: I'm on I'm on other things but I'm mostly on Instagram. Yeah. That's
0: that's the one we want. Yeah. to find you on. All right. Um
3: All right, everybody.
0: That's it. Use code of paid un, unpaid. Use code unpaid. I'm also fucking exhausted. <laughs> I'm
1: about tapped out. All right everybody. Hope you've enjoyed this. Hopefully it's just under a 3 hour episode. Hopefully Big Nate can just put like 2 minutes of dead air so we can you know, like actually breach 3 hours. But, uh, until then, we'll go ahead and see you next Tuesday.